mean, is, uh, Kyle, is, is Kyle even using Mumble at this point? Like, well, I don't understand <laughs> why this would be different for him. But it's it's on. Yeah, I've got it. This this says Mumble. You know, unless I'm using some third party pirateware. I mean, I, I'm still getting that keening, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pretend that that's my uh, leftover. Uh, like ear issues from being in the army and the, and the police department and fire. Yeah. Is it, is it tinnitus? 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 I think it's tinnitus. 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 Yeah, that's, that's how they say it on Archer. They always said it, but I could never hear it properly. So it was never sure. Yeah. Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Yeah. And I, I had to take the hearing exam three times even just to get in the army. And yeah. then when I got out, I tried to get, you know, disability for my hearing. They're like, no, we have the records. Oh, no shit. That's funny. <laughs> your, your hearing was shot before you came in. It's bad. Like, but now I can't hear anything. I wonder if it's, well, I've got the, I've got my headset microphone set as the, as the input from a microphone, but I wonder if it's picking up from the actual Surface Pro microphone. Can yeah, I have them both on saying. at the same time? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I I sometimes have that problem with my Mac where I'm I'm running through my mic and I've got my headphones plugged into my mic, but sometimes I also forget to go check on the actual Mac and make sure it's not picking up my Yeah, my if I, I wonder under interface where I've got my device set to the microphone, I can check a box that says exclusive. I wonder if that would mean oh, that it's no. and Kyle, Kyle, I feel See. like we we went through about 15 minutes of this already. So I'm not sure what we're talking about now with <laughs> the issue, but yeah, I thought this was the premium content. That can you, can demanded. you, can you just turn your volume down and just get closer to your microphone or no? No, because my microphone is right by my mouth already. Cause it's oh, hanging cause from these, a, these earbuds. Headset. Got it. So you don't have a traditional microphone. I don't know. Well, I clicked the exclusive button. See if that makes any difference. Sounds better already. Love it. Yep. I'm here. I'm here for it. Kyle, say something. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. That's all we need. Okay. Uh, so we've got that all done, right? I think so. We got through the I mean, we can, we can do it for a few more minutes. That's right. <laughs> I, got all, I got all night, baby. I don't yeah. wake up tomorrow. I mean, yeah, let's just try to perfect it. All right. Let's, let's. So uh, it's just, I mean, two hours of just sound check. So do I need to get people closer? <laughs> no, you're perfect. You're good. good. <laughs> I mean, I can create some problems if we need to. I feel like Kyle is still coming back a little bit with the keen, but we're going to be fine. Uh, sometimes the listeners don't even notice, so we just have to suffer through it. And uh, so anyway. I mean, I can't hear it at all. So oh, I can hear it. It'll be fine. <laughs> but it'll be fine. I did at first think it was just my tinnitus. So no, it's it's yeah. I, I'm going to just pretend that's what it is because I'm used to hearing it ringing in my ear suddenly for no reason while I'm just standing around. I'm like, is that blood pressure? Not sure what's happening <laughs> in my ear. Advanced after combat. All right. So uh, this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. This is a podcast that is generally about war. It's wargaming related. Let's be honest. Jason, uh, at least. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we're, uh, you know, we're offering a podcast that, that dabbles in wargaming. Um, what do they call it in cooking where they're going to take a, a typical type of meal and then change it and take its parts apart? And- <laughs> Fusion. No, not fusion. Though. No, De- deconstruction. Deconstruction. Yeah, we basically deconstructed the wargaming <laughs> podcast, and uh, that's, that's so sorry, folks. I mean, it's art. 
I know. I know there's podcasts out there that will give you boring lists of games and it sounds like you're I don't know, you're watching the ESPN version of a wargaming podcast. You're just watching art. We just do our thing. Have the this what's the secret? One, volume. Two, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. And it's free. So And so this podcast is brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest host that we select off of, or maybe we don't select them. We're not going to get into the process, but from our BGG Guild, uh, we select one guest host each episode we do. And this time, the the host that's been selected is Kyle. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. I mean, at this point, you must feel like you've done this podcast a thousand times. (laughs) <laughs> classic wow that didn't take very long at all hit it right away just get it yeah just get it out of the way i love it so kyle uh you're you're called mr 1000 that's your uh that's your guild nickname it is. Uh, and where do you get that nickname from uh so the first aac con uh i brought a copy of the old leading edge games aliens which is based on the movie. And uh, I spent a good portion of my adolescence playing this game over and over again with my friends. And uh, I let everybody know that <laughs> at the con while we were playing. Uh, that Oh, yeah, I've, no, I've played this. I have, well, now I don't remember what I said exactly, either a thousand times or thousands of times. I think you said thousands. It could, <laughs> could be multiple times, multiple thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Many thousands. And then I left to, I forget, take a phone call, go to the bathroom, something, and came back, and Ralph kindly pointed out, you know, there's you've been making some mistakes with the rules. Yeah, I, I believe <laughs> the rules were something like that we couldn't move through each other's spaces, or and there was something that was like causing us to be basically slaughtered or murdered <laughs> within the hallways. <laughs> I, think, I think it was we couldn't move through each other, and we couldn't shoot through each other. Right. I think it was both of those. And you kept and insisting because you said you'd played this thousands of times with yes. your friends. It's like, no, I don't need to read the rules. I, I, I have to tell you how to play. That's it. Then that's yeah, how but it was it. wrong. And then we were able to win once I once the rules were fixed. Once Ralph grabbed the rules. And, <laughs> <laughs> and a legend was born. That's good, Mr. 1000. All right. So, uh, uh, Kyle, how many times have you been on once? Is this your second uh, time as a host? Yeah, yeah, this is my second time. Nice. Um, it's been a while though. I mean, you have you haven't been on for a long time. So, like, uh, what's been going on with you lately as far as wargaming? Uh, I'm actually I actually have not played a lot of war games recently. Uh, last year, I got big into painting miniatures again, mm-hmm. and uh, that's like sucked up a lot of my free time. So. My war game playing has decreased in the last year. I'm actually looking forward to AACCon this year to rekindle some war game playing. Now, you've been painting uh, miniatures for, like, miniature war gaming? It looked like you were painting some of them just for, like, games that you bought that have miniatures with them. Yeah, the the focus has mainly been on um, gaming minis. Right. So you, you're, but, trying to, you're trying to pimp out. The minis that are all these great minis that are coming out in all these games that most people never paint. You're 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 trying to get on top yeah. of that. Yep. Um, 
So, and I've got, you know, I mean, I, I thought you did a good job, dude. You posted pictures. I mean, it is like, I would say you are, uh, I mean, you're trying to do like mass painting and knock them out, but like, you're definitely war from a war gamer standard. I mean, it's, it's like a, I would say like an A, A minus for war gamer standard painting standards. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. masterpiece, you have uh, war gamer, like tournament style. You're not doing tournament figures. But I mean, no. for for mass painting and just trying to knock them all out, I think you're. It looks, it looks like you're doing some maybe some dry brushing, uh, maybe some washes. Uh, it's it's actually it's underpainting where okay. you paint you you basically you uh, do a black uh, primer coat on everything, yeah. and then you do a heavy gray dry brush, right? And then you do a highlight white dry brush, yep. and then you paint transparent paints over it, so you don't have to do any highlighting. So it's like a dry brush, so, dry brush and a wash. Yep. Dry like, brush base. Like what I just, what I just said, Kyle. Don't don't paint explain <laughs> me. Don't try to paint explain me. Well, except I'm not using I'm not using washes though. I'm using like contrast paints, which are the fancy new. This is the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. GW paints like like it's it's basically a lot higher pigmented wash. It, it, this is ba- this is based on the laziness of the current generation of painters. Right? It is. We used yes. to have to mix our own washes and do all that stuff, and then they had the dip that everyone they did the dip where you dunk your guys. Oh in, yeah, and it was basically like wood grain. It was just like wood. <laughs> it was, yeah, literally mini wax. A can of min wax. A can of min wax. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So so yeah, but the the problem is, I think like your stuff looks good, but like what I've been noticing, and I was talking to C Rack about it, is the stuff does look kind of like faded sometimes because people are just that's all they do they just prime it and then they're trying to just put those washes on them but i thought your stuff looked pretty good now do you highlight afterwards and try to pick out certain things on the guys you just you're like now i'm just gonna give them a good spray of varnish and we're done uh for um like nicer miniatures like i've got like a warhammer quest game from gw they've got really good miniatures like for that stuff i'll do some highlighting after i do a contrast are you are you painting eyes no, do not no. do pupils. Well, you know, eyes. no. Hold, hold, hold three feet away. Can you see the eyes? <laughs> Smart just move. Saying, okay. so, yeah. They never look right. I'm just asking. Uh, and you so, what, do, what are you doing? Like, to, a, yeah, you're doing a gloss, and then you're doing a matte varnish afterwards. Uh, just, a, just one matte varnish. So you're not yeah, doing any gloss on them. Nope. You're not. You're not abiding by the old rule that the gloss gives them kind of like a <laughs> fingerprint rub protection. <laughs> No, it's. Okay. I mean, varnish is varnish, whether it's matte or gloss. Nice. I don't think it matters. Science. All right, good. Deep, deep cuts here. Yeah. What was is... the game that got you into that? Like, what, what sparked? Like, yeah. I'm what's the first one that you decided you were going to do that for? I mean, I painted stuff before, so like, I mean, what got me big into it again last year was when the Warhammer Quest Curse City came out from Games Workshop. So it's a, a like a dungeon crawl type game. Mm-hmm. That got me big into it again, and then I bought a bunch of other Games Workshop stuff. Now, are you but playing? Few, the, are you playing these games with people? Yeah. Okay. Like, so, like locals. Curse, yeah, my my local group. Cool. Um, but actually, before I even painted Curse City, I'd already painted the Gale Force Nine Aliens game. So, and that has all the you know the characters in the movie and stuff in it, and that in, like, in, and that, in, that, in me, that game, can the characters friendly characters move through and shoot through each other? Uh, I, I don't know. I I played it hundreds played of times. A couple times. Can we play no, hundreds? Just a couple, just a couple of times. <laughs> few, few of is, times. It is not. It is not as good as the old Leading Edge nice. game. So what I want to do is blow up the map in the Leading Edge game, so I can use these new because these new minis are really nice. Nice. But 
I want to be able to use those minis on the old leading edge games map. So what's the scale? Are these like, is it like 28 millimeter scale or are they bigger? Uh, I'm thinking they're on like 32. Oh geez. They're on 32 millimeter for the, for the board games and stuff. They're, they're bigger than. Why the scale creep? It just never stops. Eventually, they're going to be life size, and we're just going to be outside <laughs> in the backyard pushing life size miniatures. I mean, for around. for like the Warhammer 40k stuff, yeah, it is it, like you you can set the minis over the past like 35 years so next annoying. to each other. So annoying that it's just yeah, they, they've just grown. Well, like, no, by it's half it's, an an, inch. It, it's intentional, right? Yeah, because they don't no. want you to be able to use the stuff you painted ten no. years ago <laughs> to fight. It's, it's a scam. <laughs> it's a giant scam. <laughs> I, I am overjoyed to say that i do not know what the current projects at games workshop are i'm very happy about that because i used to be much more into it than i am now so i've i've stuck to the board games that they do and then um necromunda which is one of the skirmish games but yeah. i haven't gotten a 40k or, or yeah i, I have a fantasy stuff, one i have stuff from the first version of that but uh yeah so the the board games then uh the one which one? It looked almost like a uh, like an adventure, like an Indiana Jones type adventure one. Yeah, that one is Fortune and Glory. That's not from Games Workshop. That's a company called the uh, Flying Frog, um, and they do a bunch of Ameritrashy, you know, uh, dudes on a map minis minis type games. And that one was one that I played like years ago. I mean, it came out I think ten years ago. Okay. And so you know the minis are terrible. I mean, just classic soft plastic board game minis, but I just I wanted to paint it for so long just because it had it's it's got a theme that I love. So well, they did look bad. They, they, the, one. the poses just look stiff. Yeah, they're just they're just it's single like a German skull. guy they're with single, like something mold. stuck out like the machine pointing <laughs> yeah. at something. Yeah, a bunch of generic German soldiers, and so yeah, but but paint you know painting them at least gives the game a little more sure know, flair, a little more theme. So yeah, yeah, you're pimping it. It's good. So what's next? What's next? What what's, what are you going to paint next? You going to do a um, Warhammer army? You getting ready to do some yeah, kind of no. Warhammer forty k Space Marine chapter? Or? No, I I did buy um, some Zulu War stuff from oh. the Black Powder, like the Warlord games. Um, I mean, it's it's their their system is Black Powder, but you could use it with any any uh, like you know musket era game system. But those are twenty eight mil, like Zulu and Zulu War. Right. Zulus and British soldiers. So you're picking an army that requires you painting hordes of uh, of naked men, <laughs> half, well, half, half naked guys. Sure, I mean, but you know who doesn't love doing that? I mean, but I'm saying like <laughs> it's going to be a lot of figures. <laughs> you realize there's a lot of Zulus. Yeah, well, the point is that's I, the whole point of it, right? And <laughs> there's tons of Zulus. Yeah, but it's still 28 mil, so it's not so crazy that. You know, because you're, I mean, there's only, you know, in the battles you're fighting, there's not that many British guys, right? So, it's, okay. so, you know, it balances out, right? You're not, you're not painting also hordes of British guys. That's right. just you're, one horde. Yeah, you're buying several uh, bottles of certain colors of paint and the others of red, <laughs> right? Right. Like in our society today, I don't even know if I can say what colors of paint they would be, but whatever. <laughs> so, C-Rack says I'm crazy for buying 28 mil war game figures at all. But especially for something where you have to hoard the stuff. But I, I pointed out, but but there's only a hundred British guys, so like, right? You know, are you going to buy all the little mealy bags and all the little barricades they have? The they do it. have like a there's a set that, that oh yeah you can get that's got the whole work drift. Yeah, it's got the buildings and mm-hmm. the the yeah the mealy bags and the water carts or whatever it is. And yep. 
the thatch it's, roof. It's, it's all out there. You're not no, the first guy. To, you're not the first guy to walk down this path of madness. <laughs> That's good. And, and it's it's kind of going back to my roots because that was where I got my start in just wargaming in general was Johnny Reb. So, which I think I talked about the last time I was on the podcast. I mean, colonials I think are fun. There's a lot of fun stuff, but yeah, it does lend itself to this kind of like I've got 42 guys on this side, and then I've, I need to pay 572 <laughs> Zulu impies up. <laughs> so, Oh, and I need guys with muskets. I need Zulus with muskets too, even though they can't hit anything. So, <laughs> good thing about the Zulus is not a lot of detail. You know, you're right. just you're just painting a shield, a spear, a loincloth, and skin. You know, that's that's it. Yeah, and then I'll I'll teach you how to paint the eyes. You'll knock it out in a second. <laughs> eyes are easy. Yeah, but why? That's that's the that's my question. It's Be- it's not that they're it's not that I don't want to learn how to paint them. It's that you don't need to. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll do a couple, and then uh, you you tell me which ones people pick out and look at. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to look at them from three feet away. No, that's right. No, I'm, I'm a yeah. big I'm a big three foot guy. I agree 100. percent Like <laughs> my Civil War guys are are three foot painted, uh, and I did not paint eyes on all of them. I'll be honest. Um, my Hundred Years War also, but like my leaders, like my character figures, I I paint for the Hundred Years War. They're all I spent time on them, so. Like Henry V needs to have eyes. You need to be able to look. Yeah, I mean, eyes. you could. Yeah, you could argue that if you could paint eyes on a commander, because right. that's yeah. going to be like a centerpiece of the sure. army. Yeah, so it's going to get more scrutiny. That's cool, and though. it usually has a lot more detail on it anyway that you want to paint. So, and, and I might have missed it, but what rules are you going to use for the uh, the Zulu stuff? Uh, I mean, I, I bought a copy of the Black Powder rules. Oh, Black um, Powder, that's right. But there's there's also one that I want to try from Firelock games um they did the blood and plunder system if you've ever heard of that so you're not going to um, use piquet no no okay i mean i, I could but okay you could you could sell me on it it's your call yes. <laughs> i actually have not done any of the colonial stuff so i don't know if it's any good but it usually is decent so i'll, I'll sell you on it later so uh that that's basically your minis thing and you said like wargaming wise not a lot going on yeah, I've I've had uh, a most fearful sacrifice, which is the Flying Pig games, uh, Gettysburg game set up on my table for months. Right. That I haven't been playing. So, so like, I, I want to, but I keep sitting down to paint stuff instead of sitting over at the board game table. So, Kyle, is there anything else going on in your life right now that you'd like to share with us and our listening audience? Uh, no. No. <laughs> do, you, do you want do you want to say what state you're from? Uh yeah, I'm from Indiana. Okay. Proud Indian. Okay. Yep. So, Midwesterner. Yep. Born in Springfield, Illinois, but grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking rum. It's uh Papa's Pilar Spanish Sherry Cask. Nice. Rum. Oh yeah. One. Yeah, and for the record, any guys that want to hang out with Kyle, he is a he has an excellent bar at his house. Uh, it, it, it's basically we can say like uh, Jason, you might have the same setup, but it's it's like a professional quality bar. I feel oh, it's like solid. Yeah. I feel like Kyle is running like a pro bar. Like if if you were his guest at his residence, you would get served some drinks that would probably be top notch for his area. I think there's so. definitely premium ingredients. Yeah, there's an accumulation of spirits. Right. 
<clears throat> mine mine would be whatever I picked up at the grocery store before you arrived. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, I have I have a hodgepodge of shit, but it's, I'm not I'm not I don't have the mixers. Like you guys have all the mixers, oh, all yeah. the stuff where you can make everything. Yeah. Well, and where you want to try this this one particular drink that requires some esoteric right. mixer that you have to buy a whole bottle of. And so and then you make that drink once or twice and then this bottle of weird mixer sits on your shelf for the next ten years. Right, exactly. And and Jason probably the same way. You have a lot of I think the last uh, time I counted I have over a hundred bottles. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's more than I have. Yeah. You got me beat there. So Yeah. But I we would... have like we have five gins, we have six bourbons i mean it's and like 12 rums so yeah we're and then all the yeah all the mixers and stuff yeah i, I would describe my bar as workmanlike <laughs> it gets, <laughs> but it gets the job done yeah, and you drink what effective. you like right that's right it, does monica drink uh wine she'll drink wine. yeah okay and a beer she'll have a beer once in a while yeah aaron likes the cocktails so she'll she'll like yeah. find something and and my wife yeah, likes too. weird stuff. See, Monica treats every cocktail like it's a trick. Like if I go to give it to her, <laughs> she'll like sniff it. It's it's like an it's like it's like an animal trying to sniff out poison. <laughs> and then I'm like I'm like okay, then don't drink it. Like yeah, I think she thinks it. It may be that I I think I need an, a neutral party to actually make the drinks because she usually claims that I've I've poured it too strong or <laughs> something like that. Like she gives some gagging motion after she sniffs it, but yeah, she'll drink some wine. Your your cocktail game is just some grift. You're running, <laughs> please. It is it is for all of us, isn't it? Kind it, of boys? is. <laughs> <laughs> some, sometimes let's go. Let's let the let's let the good times roll. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, that hasn't. She's but she's more of a wine drinker. So. Uh, and then after that, it's just dirty looks for me. I'm good for about two or three drinks. She, I think I'm funny for Monica up until like drink three, and then I just she's I just start to get on her nerves. Had enough. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so then I just keep it to Discord. <laughs> <laughs> my my witty comments. I keep them online, boys. <laughs> I think that's fair. So, uh, so I'm drinking a little bit of this Truman Reserve. Whiskey, bourbon, whiskey. Jason, did, did what are you drinking? Uh, tequila. Nice. Yeah, Cazadores Reposado. Solid. It's my go-to. Yeah, that's like the in California that was like the nineteen twenty dollar bottle. Exactly. It. I feel like it used to be more expensive. Like the Cazadores used to be at the more expensive end, and then tequila's got I don't know more premium or something, and now it's kind of a. Like it's not as expensive. Like you can get a bottle of Casadores. It's still good. It's good tequila, but it's not expensive. Right. Yeah. And I think the word got out. I think there's some. You know, it's not like the the tequila nerd tequila. So the price mm. came down, which is fun. I like it. There's vanilla in it, so it means it's kind of fake. So, but I like how it tastes and it's cheap. Yeah, I, I used to do the. I think was it the Casadores White. I would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's solid. Stuff. Yeah, it's solid stuff. It's good mid mid range. Uh, out here, alcohol is more expensive. So, is it so, really? Yeah, than California. California had the best oh, alcohol yeah. prices. That wine tax. Yeah, they were just like it was ridiculous. So I, I like even Did- like Maker's Mark is like twenty seven, twenty nine bucks for a fifth. It's a lot. 
for me. I, you don't I have blue that. laws there, do you? In Missouri? No, no. Missouri is very loose on alcohol as far as sale because of uh, Bush. Oh yeah, that's right. So we're the we're the state that that all that's why all in Kansas City all the booze traffic is on the Missouri side because there was like almost no prohibition. Uh, yeah. So is there's a quiz, Kyle? There is. Oh, that's right. I there is. About, I forgot about the quiz. <laughs> uh, you know the rules. I mean, you've been in the guild for a long time. And in fact, I would I would argue that Kyle is probably is Kyle one of an, our original twenty five members. I guild, would think so. Time-wise? Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly. I'm I'm in there. I mean, I am in pretty early. Like it's early. Twenty. It might even be earlier than twenty five. Like it'd be nice to order them. I don't know. You can. I mean, you I can look can at that. you can look at the order of joining on BGG. Can we? Let's yeah, you can sort by when they join if you look at the guild list. Because yeah. I've done that before, just yeah. to see where well, it was, and it's well, it's like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. You can. Can I? I don't know. We're about oh, to find well. out. There <laughs> right. we go. Date joined. Uh... I'm in like the first three pages. I think that's not right. I'm and there's some say. people that joined before me that I've never heard of. <laughs> and some people, some people lost yeah, their status because they quit, and yeah, and then rejoined. Yeah, because <laughs> it will. Yeah, you will not preserve your order in the rank of joining if you quit and re- rejoin. So yeah, it's like some of these guys I have not heard. Some of these guys are from like the martial ages. I yeah, way back. Yeah. Let's see. Wow, Pete Melvin. That's a that's a. <laughs> It's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, I'm I'm ahead of Rocky Horse Dreams. That's good. Uh, Matt, Matt's in there. Marshall's in there. That's weird. Marshall's still there. He never quit. Ty. Early days. Yeah. Uh, Has he's he's hosted before, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had one. I don't think so. Really? No, Ty's hosted. Hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, I think he has. We'll talk offline. He has not. <laughs> has he not? Okay. No. Jeez. Oh, uh, hey, Ty, for the record, uh, choosing the host is a collaboration, so don't get mad it's, at me about it. It's, it. No, it's a weird, yeah. It's a, oh, and, maybe, and, he, maybe he just refused to do it. You know, I don't, who knows? That's true. Oh, I, actually, I'm looking at it the wrong way, so here we go. So so it's actually uh, Duck, and I'm looking at the second page. Duck, Ryan King? Who the hell's Ryan King? Sammer, nice Sammer. Don't know this fucking guy. Campbell's in there early too. God, there's a lot of guys. I don't know who the fuck they are. There's Rex Gator. <laughs> Rex Gator's there. Uh, Kev Sharp. There we go. And this is our first. What? How many guys are on this page? It's not. Kevin Cunningham, our first celebrity. The Canadian actor. Tank Jason. Who knew Tank? Yeah. It was one of our earliest. This is uh, August 16, 2013. He joined before Ralph. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. So, like, at the at AAC Con, he might be the oldest member <laughs> that's there. Yeah, so it looks, like we, you it, it looks like we did a July episode, and then maybe we did an August episode, and then Ralph was like, okay, I'll join now. Uh, <laughs> I, I my thing is I can't, actually can't remember how I actually found out about the guild. Like I I literally I don't remember. 
I feel like I didn't even hear the podcast first. Somehow I found it on BGG before I even heard the podcast. But I honestly wow. don't remember now. Yes. Yeah, so then we're so then we're into September. Uh, we got Chad Metcash. Uh, I'm not. I recognize his name, but he was a messy room guy. Yeah. Okay. And then Barry Roy, who he posts sometimes about mm-hmm. how to play games with people. Shout out. Yeah. He'll be like, I want to play a game with someone, someone, someone. To- yeah, he's a he's a good game player. Then Toby. Shit, fucking Toby is uh way September back. 17, yeah. 2013. Fuck. Cliff Zara. He just joined the Discord, didn't he? Toby. Toby. Oh, uh, there's Andy Callen. There's our boy Andy Callen. Rip. Yeah. Yeah, first coin boy. Uh so yeah, some Man. of these guys are more Fuck. God, I thought we'd have more. He guys died in twenty fourteen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Man. Not before buying my entire World War II 28 millimeter collection for like two thousand dollars. God so bless. God bless. I mean, God knows where that what collection a good guy. is. Where are those figures? I don't know where they are. They're in some Arabian prince's uh, basement. <laughs> yeah, because he lived. Didn't he live in? He worked. Mm-hmm. He worked for what's that Arab Corps or Aram Corps, whatever their corporation was for Saudi Arabia. I think he was a teacher for them, but an ex paratrooper. Yep. Campbell, Jeff Reeves, uh, Tony Kirsten. There's Kyle. Uh, October 24, 2013. Nope. And then we had the Hello Gregor guy join. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I think Callendale's in there too. Like I, I think of Hello Gregor and I think of Callendale, the guys yeah. that do the some weird videos. Yeah, so at this point we still had uh, Marshall, right? So, Oh, and then we had uh, Tyler joined. And then fucking Rodvik. Remember Rodvik? What the fuck? Oh, fuck yeah. Where the fuck is Rodvik? Okay. And Art? Jesus, Art joined earlier than I thought. Yeah, some guys just lurked for a long time. And then... Yeah, that probably changed. Yeah, it didn't didn't start. I think Art joined and then uh, lurked for four years. (laughs) Then apologized. (laughs) And then became active. And then started selling stuff. So Marshall's Marshall's last episode was ten twenty three of thirteen. So this is these are the guys so who are floating on that last episode. Just kind of right, yeah, yeah, fucking art. He's and then we had the two like, by ourselves. Art's trying to act like he joined us. He he, he just was on the last <laughs> Marshall episode. So so then we had Ross. Ross joined. Wait, is this where messy game room ended up? What's going on? So, <laughs> let's go down. David Imparato. He still posts stuff for us. Oh yeah. And then we have the medicine man. Okay, so now we're in November. So this is off our last October episode, and I'm sure all the listeners are loving us. No, this is, this <laughs> is fascinating. We're going through our I've own masturbation this. about this is, us. This is fascinating for us and like yeah, ten other people, and then everybody else is like, oh my god, Whatever. but that's that's what this is all about, right? Well, when the guys get a shout out, no, yeah, because guys are like, cool. guys are like, yeah, I'm interested in checking out a wargaming podcast. Been there forever. Oh, I heard these guys talk for 40 minutes about everyone who joined their guild. Uh, so the exact date that everyone better, joined. It was a roll better call. better than a Patreon. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're calling people out. We'll see who really was up early. Uh, so Medicine Man is November 2013. Joined up. Jack Dempsey, good man. That's that's good Jack, not evil Jack. <laughs> handsome Jack. Uh, Rocket Man. They're both handsome. Rocket Man comes in November 27. Kyle Bailey, Nerd of Doom. Where do I know yeah. that name from? He's been around for a long time. Like, but uh, I don't think he. I don't think he war games anymore. 
Yeah, he's. I, I think I've seen him more like as a BGG presence oh. than a strict guild presence, but weak. All right. So then we have Mikkel B. I've seen him somewhere. Then we have uh, oh, Doug Riley. Big deal. Big deal. Mr. Big Deal comes in at uh, December 2013. Uh, then we've got uh, Cliff Jurgen. Yeah, he posts from Israel. I've seen him post a bunch of stuff. Then we have Rick. <laughs> oh, Rick. And so see, he's December 2013. Uh, this is two years before he took down rickgalley.com uh, that I made fun of him about where he was standing on a mountain waving at Push people. Talk. Or was that my internet? Yeah, I was. I'm just two years before what? Two two years before uh, he took down his website that I made fun of about at dinner once, where he was talking about how security was, and he had RickGalley.com, where he was basically waving <laughs> on top of the hill. Um, so, there you go, Rick. Shout out. Uh, let's see. Yeah, some of these guys I've, I recognize, but I have not. They did not really like Bill V. I've seen him post stuff. Uh, Chris Dorzillo, he's a police officer. I think he's like a Passaic cop or like, or was Newark, Jersey City, somewhere in New Jersey. God bless him. If he's, if he's a New Jersey cop in any major wow. city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think he's been more active lately. I think he was just kind of a lurker at that point. Uh, going up. There's Martin Davis. December 31st, 2013. So, yeah. so, Marty, so Marty, right? Marty was drunk on New Year's Eve <laughs> and decided it. to join the guild. <laughs> Fuck it. He was the Fuck last it, guy. In. The last guy to join the guild in 2013 was Marty Davis. I'm all out of rum and buggery. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Our, our submariner. All right. And Uncle John, January 15. Uh, Jonathan Azarek. He's. I've seen him around. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he was at the comm yeah, last year. Right. Yeah, he was he was planning on coming this year until fairly recently. All right, so we'll do one more page. Let's see. It's like the high school yearbook. Let's see. So it's what's it? Page twenty one. I think I fucked it up. Oh fuck! I didn't know the heavy cardboard guy was in our guild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't listen. He can't possibly listen. No, it's. I, did he ever even post anything? That'd be. I don't think so. Yeah. Granted, I think for the first few months that I was in the guild, all I did was post in the cocktails uh, thread. <laughs> so. It's a good place. <laughs> I think that was my entree into the guild was just just posting cocktails. So we got through those guys. Let me try to get through one more. Jesus. And when Blair. did you start doing the? When did you start doing the guest hosting for? Oh, there's Blair. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, so we did what? Three thirty twenty fourteen. Okay. So because I know I think I did my podcast. I did my host stint in like January twenty fifteen. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we did. Uh, how many episodes did we do with what's his face? Three. And we then did I, two, I, just the two of us, and then the. Three, and then there was a spark of inspiration. Yeah, right. After the third one where I was just like, I'm done. 
Let's just I have te- random people host. That'll be I, better I, than this. I, I, texted, I texted Dave and said, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, no, it was bad. I mean, I was like, I'm out. No, I was like, I'm out. Because, yeah, it just was. I was basically like, oh, we need to like change things and I cannot do it anymore. Now. So I'm pretty sure I texted you, Jason. It's funny how Jason's memory works on this stuff, but I think I texted you and said, I can't fucking do this again. Okay. I mean, that, that might be the case. Like your memory is probably better than mine. I mean, if you want to gaslight Aaron, that's fine, but not me. You can't do that. That doesn't work with me. <laughs> Maybe I did text Aaron. Mom, <laughs> Mom and dad are fighting on the podcast. No, I think after the third one where he would just go on and on and on and on and on and on and talk. And clearly that's my job. So that enraged me. <laughs> we did get kittens farting tanks, which we did. Is, is, is pretty classic. No, he has this. And, and he went on to have a really successful career promoting war games and establishing websites that promoted wargaming. So I'm very happy for him. God he bless. was able to go off on his own. And, and Does really he get on the it, GMT update? Because yeah, we don't. No, he was able to make a name for himself. Really, really great job, buddy. Anyway, so, uh, all right, so we'll do one more page. This should be a regular thing. I like this, going back and seeing who joined. Uh, So we're on January 2014. Uh, Blair. Yeah, Blair's there. Like, I feel like Mark Colina's name jumps out. Why is that jumping out to me? Uh, I don't know. Todd Reed. There's Todd Reed. Came in February 2014. <laughs> Todd has has supplied me with a an incredible number of uh, hangover 10 a.m. warm beers. That he <laughs> they really helped at Donkey Kong last year. Oh. Dave, Dave came over and dropped dropped it's his like, beer off. Was like, Todd Todd does not know help. anything about beer, right? But Todd will go to the local local beer store and that has a big selection and say just buy me whatever because he doesn't drink so he will bring us like 50 beers so inevitably after the first like day uh the best ones are gone so there's maybe like 17 beers left that have been sitting there for two days but when you're hungover and it's 10 a.m one of those beers it doesn't matter. Like the, my my strategy has been go for the can that is least attractive. <laughs> that usually that's, is the best. Beer. That's that's probably a safe bet because the last one I had was like it tasted like sweet tarts. That's right. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> yeah. If, a little if, too much. If it's got dragons and it looks like they spent like five hours painting the can, probably. No. And they're all, they're room temperature, uh, ten ten thirty. But this is what. But it just makes it about. go down. Yeah. It makes it go down. No, so this easy. is. This is like there's flashbacks to my fraternity days. Where it, just, it, will, it will get you right back in the sun. Waking up Sunday morning and somebody just hands you a warm can of Natty Light. And you're like, oh my God, I hate this so much. And, and he, even on day three, <laughs> there will be like three or four beers over there that like a bunch of guys have looked at, considered, and rejected. And still, it's not a bad idea if you're hungover to just grab one of those beers and just try it while you're doing your <laughs> movement phase. Or, hey, you could find a hidden gem in there. You're missing out if you don't grab one of those reject beers. Yeah, God, I'm looking through. Oh, there's Mike Berticelli. Okay, yep. I see him. Hobbycat. And um, Chris Taylor, designer of Nemo's War. Where's that one? I don't even see him on there. The uh, Yusashi Yojimbo okay. avatar. Wow. Oh, I see <laughs> it doesn't know what that is. No, I see the name. Don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but that's fine. <laughs> Would you, okay, that's fair. Jason, that's fair. Jason, would you really we, think I would ever know? Does he have a mop I, over his head? What is that thing? Is he holding a mop? 
Or is that that's his hair. That's a sword. He's like uh, a bunny that's a, rabbit. That's a rabbit. Yeah, okay, that's a rabbit, a rabbit samurai. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Those aren't real. Are... It's not real. That's not a real thing. And Larry Larry Sison, that name's familiar to me. Uh, Kyle Perryman's familiar also. Tim P, yeah. Ron A down there. I mean, yeah, like... It's a good crew. Do we want to do one more, or are we good? I think we're good. Okay. (laughs) Just Just start assigning ranks. Like, whoever joined before this is is Wolf Guard. That's right. And then there's Young Guard. That's right. And then there's Line Infantry. And then we have the King's Guard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Very good. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, Kyle, there is a quiz. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a quiz. I could I could do clay stuff and say, yeah, I'm not going to take the quiz. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, Claystone t- still took the quiz, even though. He did. He to. sure did. Yeah. Even Claystone took the quiz. Yeah, but it was the closest I've ever seen to somebody not taking the quiz. <laughs> So are you going to take it, Kyle? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, Kyle, don't stretch it out. I mean, these guys have to get to work. Some of them have to go into their offices. <laughs> like, they're sitting outside their parking lot waiting. Uh, so you know the choices. Either you can have Jason or myself assist you on this quiz. And, you know, uh, like, I know the, the strategy is to take Dave Oh, I know. I knew as the assistant. Gonna, I knew he was going to take Jason. But... but <laughs> It's always the contrarian. Do I do I take Jason instead? No, no take Jason. It's, it's it's hurting. It would be totally hurting my odds. It would not be playing. You know, be wow. like choosing wow choosing weird letters on did Wheel you, of Fortune. Like, did, did you really just say that about Jason? That's hard. <laughs> I, I listen. I know. I know my role in this. There, no, he knows there how could, the games play. There could he be presidential questions that come up. <laughs> That's true. And he is the most current on presidential biographies. Jason, where are you on your biographies? Roosevelt? I, uh, ben uh, Harrison. Okay. So, And then McKinley, and then, yeah, it'll be Teddy. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's a grind at this point. You're, you're basically just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you... these, these last, like, three have been pretty... The, the Benjamin Harrison, as a president is actually pretty interesting but like the book you know it's like the slim u.s president series and it's very here's all the legislation that got passed because his life wasn't super interesting like not a lot happened right it was like hey we we fucked with samoa like oh that's great (laughs) (laughs) and then toward the end we fucked with hawaii there was a revolution in hawaii that's right Yeah, they, they chose. <laughs> they was, chose to join us. They right? chose to join the U.S. His, his house here in Indianapolis is pretty cool. So, oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His whole presidency, he's like, man, I just want to get back to Indiana. Yeah, that's right. He didn't. He didn't love it. The Midwest back home again. The Midwest, yeah. best place to be. Okay, so uh, what's the choice, Kyle? Uh, yeah, well, I guess. No, I think I got to take Dave. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the end, for Kyle, results matter. That's right. It's a numbers game. That's right. That's that's fair. That's classic. So good. Well, Kyle, it was a real rope dope. I was like, I was a little oh, sweaty. I was one hundred percent sure he was going to pick Jason's. Like, oh shit! No, I no, I, to... I I was definitely like he's picking Jason. Which means I gotta fucking read all the goddamn questions. 
So it worked out for everybody. <laughs> what you're saying, Dave. Uh, yeah, we prefer it this way. But yeah, somebody will fuck with me and change it. I've asked Dave a couple times. Like, can we just set? Like, you just no. Do... <laughs> no. That's it's it's it is way less interesting. Because that, I also suspense. think it's hilarious when Jason can't help them. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Dave just wants I, to watch people flail. I, I, I do find it funny. It's well, also a little stressful. Well, Jason will just be like, I'm out. He's, yeah, like, I, he's like, I don't know. They're like, this was 1640. I'm out. <laughs> nope. Nope. I have like 10-year spans of history where I know anything. And Braxton doesn't, doesn't have a lot of overlap. I know. Braxton runs early. That's my problem with Braxton, but but he's the best we got, folks. That's right. I don't God see. Bless him. I don't God see. Bless him. I don't see Kyle Perryman or Jason Albert or Larry Sison stepping up to get us any quizzes. <laughs> so until that happens, I told Braxton like uh, almost like a month and a half. He and he was like, "Oh my gosh." This is the most advanced notice we've ever gotten. This is great. And the, I basically emailed him yesterday. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up with the quiz? He's like, oh, I'll get it to you by 3 p.m. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> oh, thanks for getting to getting this to me so early. <laughs> what? It's due. That's, right. That's classic corporate America. Though. Work is work, man. They're like, advanced yeah. notice? We don't have to worry about this project. Yeah. No, we need a whole process to get this to it. And then we'll deliver it. Almost late. They're like, yeah. The problem. The problem is you skip the screaming phase. <laughs> you scream at us for two weeks. Some people love the screaming phase. So, Jason, you have this quiz up and ready, and I, I have, do. I have my legal pad down and my mechanical pencil. I got my Pentel. The Pentel. Craft Gear Five Hundred, <laughs> buddy. Love it. It's the only thing we have in this house. Makes yeah. me so happy. Ticonderoga. Yeah, but two. Those are, for, those are no, it's for consistency. In case there's something happens, we get snowed in. We still have lead for our pencil. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. Every pencil has to be compatible. It's in the be... back of the junk drawer in the kitchen. That's but, right. That's but you right. know, you can. You we've can got a, we've got extra white erasers. We've got all the lead. We're ready to go. That's so good. How dare you? Okay. You just can't get you just can't get the erasers back in the in the pen. I finally figured out how to do it. Nice. Yeah. Deep cuts for the audience. That's right. Uh, it's time. It's the September podcast quiz. Right. Time for name that opposing commander. Everybody loves it. There's no pronunciation guide, so I think maybe he was thinking you were going to do it. This well, the problem with Kyle and I too is Kyle's going to be strong on American Civil War, so we're kind of in the same areas. So it's going to be interesting to see. How yeah, it goes. it's over overlap. Yeah, like we're not we're not good uh, diversity. On yeah, the, the history. The Battle of Sogdian Rock, 327 BC. Holy shit. My commander is Aramazes, Aramaze. Who is yours? Is he just making up battles at this point? <laughs> Sogdian Rock? Yeah, n- not even. Sogdian Rock. I've never even heard anything with rock in the title of, the, of an ancient battle. I, I Can you spell, what's the spelling of the commander? The, the he put it in the chat. Ari Mazza. No. Not the not the other commander, just my commander. Yeah. You have to tell me who Wait, Yeah, you would not put <laughs> the chat in the chat our commander. I get it. Oh geez. Three twenty seven BC. That's really early. Yeah, that's pre Alexander, isn't it? I mean I mean, do you want to just pull out like some Egyptian pharaoh or something? Or I'm afraid Aramazes is the Egyptian guy. I don't think so. Uh 
maybe more Persian sounding name. Yeah, like a Tutankhamun or like a Tut. Who's the guy? Kadesh. What was the? I don't think it's Kadesh, but just trying to find names. Oh, I'm just looking to see if there's any names on my uh, chariots of fire box that I can see from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a uh, chariots of like that's even that's not like 327 BC is that's early like, Greek era, right? No, that could be chariots of fire. Oh, that's not Bronze Age, is it? Isn't it's Bronze pretty, Age even? It's pretty early. Uh, I think it's safe to say we do not know, so you should take your best guess. <sighs> I mean, I don't even have a best. I can't even think of any names from that era. Um, I'm just guessing, yeah, some Egyptian name. Let's guess Ramses. Okay. Ramses. That's a good guess. Nice. It is Alexander the Great. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. Fuck us. There we go. The first they threw go us ahead. with the name of the battle there. Like yeah, this yeah. is not any Alexander yeah. battle I've ever right. heard of. That's right. Deep cuts. Uh first battle of Sirta, two oh three BC. Oh Jesus, Braxton. Is everything <clears throat> gonna be Jesus was born at some point. That's when history started. <laughs> uh my commander is Syphix. Hint, your answer is not a Roman. My commander is Syphax. Who is yours? And what's the battle name again? Sirta, the first battle of Sirta. C-I-R-T-A. Okay. I've heard of this one, but it can't be Alexander, though, because this is like a hundred years later, more than a hundred years after. Well, he said our our commander is not a Roman, right? right? That's right. Which means it's what probably about, Greek. What about Pyrrhus? Yeah. Well. Is that too no, early? Pyrrhus. Isn't Pyrrhus Roman? No, he's Greek. Oh. He invaded Rome. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably anything else. Remember, that, that was the big phalanx versus Roman Republic fight, tactically. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, unless it's an early Carthaginian leader, uh, like Hamilcar, or like one of those, I'm not up on my Carthaginians. Yeah, and I'm not, I've heard of Sirta, but I don't know where it is. And it could just as easily be in I mean, Carthage could, is could, Greece. Could, but... could this be an Alexander fight, or it's it's post-Alexander probably, right? Right, well, the last one was 327 B.C. And this one was 207 BC. I would so guess probably not would Alexander. Guess either a successor or uh, Pyrrhus. Pyrrhus is as good a guess as any, I think. So, Pyrrhus. All right. Uh, it is Massinese. Who? Yeah. <laughs> What's so, his name? Massinissa? Massinissa? Is he the, the, the Libyan guys, the riders around? Numidians? So I, Is he a I, Numidian I, leader? I looked it up. The Battle of Sirta was a battle during the Second Punic War between the forces of yeah. Massili, King Massinissa, they're and two the Carthage. Massicili. Yeah. They're two Numidians that fight Sipex. each other. Yeah. I think they're two Numidian groups that fight. Yeah, the Punic the War names was all the them. Carthage stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. A strong start. Strong start. That's right. The Battle of Maddenburg. 1631 AD. Oh, shit. Maddenburg. My commander is Count von Falkenberg. Who is yours? I mean, 
This is like 30, 30 years of war type stuff. 1634, uh, no, because because Marlboro was this early 1700s, right? Yeah, it's 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 30 years war. It's before yeah. Marlboro. Or one of the wars of the succession, right? Austrian or Spanish succession. Nope, nope. They're all Marlboro all is the earliest. War okay. of Spanish succession is like, I want to say like 1700 to like 1715, 14. And that's the first one. And the battle was... This is this is going to be right in that Thirty Years' War range, Magdeburg. Magdeburg. It's it's it sounds like it's more of a garrison type fight. Uh, Falkenberg loses. So with the question is: Is Falkenberg a Catholic, or is he a Protestant? Right. So if he's a if he's a Protestant, then we could guess like who fought there, like Tilly. Who are the Catholic leaders? Tilly and. Uh, Wallenstein? Yeah. Or it's you like could say, 30s. or you could go Gustavus Adolphus and not feel like dumb. If yeah, you I want. mean, that's that's a good guess for any Thirty Years' War stuff. But there were a lot, <laughs> there were a lot more battles. Yeah, so those would be my recommendations: Tilly, Wallenstein, or if you think it's the other way, Gustavus Adolphus. Let's say... Um, Don't guess Charles the Twelfth, because then you're into the 1700s. <laughs> yeah. Now, Wallenstein might be a good guess. It is. Yeah, the, let's, let's say Wallenstein. Count of Tilly. Oh, Damn shit. It. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. That was the hey, split well, you, right you, you gave me options, Dave. And, I did uh, give you the options. One of them was right. Uh, I, I always forget Wallenstein. <laughs> I always forget his name. Yeah, I I put it out there. It's the best I can do is be an advisor. Thirteen years later, we have the Battle of Marston Moor, sixteen forty four. Oh shit! This is out of the dual pack. This is fucking out of the. <laughs> this is I know English Civil War. You see W dual pack. Uh, my my commander is Prince Rupert. Who is yours? Oh, son of a bitch! Is it Cromwell? Can't be Cromwell. I don't think. Well. Was Marston Moore not his his first big win? It might be Cromwell. Um, yeah, but at some point, for a while, he was like a brigade commander, division commander, wing commander. So I'm trying to pick. Yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to remember my last time I played Unhappy King Charles. Like who all my early war commanders were <laughs> for the for the. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very. We're going to talk about this product. I'm very excited about this product that came out, uh, but I have not played it. <laughs> so, because there's no vassal module, motherfuckers. So, I mean, I would think Cromwell would be too easy, but the first question had Alexander the Great as the answer. So. I, I would guess him if you yeah. don't know any other Protestant leaders. I can't think of any. That's the problem. I'm just drawing a total blank. I'm trying to picture I'm, those I'm, unhappy King Charles counters. Yeah, I can't I'm, think I'm of any. I'm imagining like Warwick is earlier. That's the War of the Roses. Uh, I'm not big on my English history because I'm Scotch Irish, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I would just do Cromwell. Yeah, I'm just going to guess Cromwell. Hmm. The Earl of Manchester. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Somerset, have guessed that. or whoever the fuck the name the a, name a random city yeah, in England. Right, the Earl of this. Right. No, that's right. That's right. The Earl of Blackpool. And the Battle of 
Bataan to close us out here. 1942, my commander is Douglas MacArthur. Oh, fuck off. Like, you couldn't give us the easy <laughs> one, Braxton? Yama, is it Yamashita? Was he the guy in Manila at the end? Like The Japanese army commander? Like, I wasn't, I think it was like Yamashita or something like that. It, uh, fuck. It's hard to guess. I, I, it, I'm thinking it was the guy that ended up in Manila at the end of the war and was executed for war crimes. But I'm, try, I'm trying to remember if Yamashita was the guy in Malaysia or the Tiger of Malaysia or if it was... I don't remember. And I think it was him that ended up in Manila. Uh, I mean, he, he would be a good guess. That, that's the a, only guess I have, yeah. to be honest. So. Yeah, Yamashita. Masaharu Homa. Yep, not gonna ever. No idea. Not in a million <laughs> billion years. Nope. That was tough. That Welcome was to the one. hardest quiz in military. And maybe history. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Except the first answer was Alexander the Great. Like, like no. could have just randomly guessed that and would have been right. But I no, I was. I thought it would be too, you know, too easy. It doesn't get. More. Question the second. It's time for which fucking battle was it? For each listed battlefield geographic location. Name the battle it is associated with. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a piece of land, and you're going to tell me, and a date, and you're going to tell me the battle. All right. Wood of LaSalle, 1356 AD. Wood of LaSalle. Um, could this be 100 years war? Uh, 1300s, I mean, it's... That would have to be it. So typically, no, well, no, typically yeah, Agincourt, I think, is like 1415, right? So these yeah. that was the last one. Then we've got Crecy and Poitiers. Those are the big boys. Yep. So I'll let you figure out which one is the <laughs> it, it's, not one I guess, it's not Agincourt. It's a big boy. Whichever one I guess is going to be wrong. I'm going to so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would guess Poitiers. I was thinking crazy. Okay, well then so, go, go with But wait, you, go with but wait I went against Dave's judgment last time, <laughs> and it cost me. Now, <laughs> now, but and now the good thing is, if I pick Dave's answer, I can blame Dave. If it's wrong. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but my gut said crazy. I love the agony. It's so good. It's delicious. <laughs> It's even better for me because I know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm so smart. You guys are so <laughs> and, No, I'm not so smart. There's, there's I'm people, just reading it. There's people listening. They're, They're also screaming, screaming the answer, yeah. yes. And uh, Although probably not as many for this one. Um, yeah, let's let's go with Dave's guess of Poitiers. That is correct. Oh, oh. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And see, Dave, and Dave gets the double <laughs> pleasure of knowing that his guess was the correct one, and that, that I would have been wrong. And now I, we can record the episode. It. Now we can record the episode too. So that's true. Yes. It's so a win-win. That's the first. Sadly, that's the first one we've gotten correct. <laughs> that, that first it's question like, was, was that seven seven questions that we've oh, done. I'm gonna go get a drink. Let me get a drink. That was number six. Okay, okay we'll take a break. Drink. All right, bye. Yeah, so I guess in these episodes, these guys are fancy drink drinkers, so they're going to always take a long time to go get their drinks. What did you say you were drinking, Dave? Uh, Truman Reserve. Which is bourbon? Bourbon. Should be bourbon. From? 
Is it Missouri bourbon? I think it's local here. I think they make it in Warsaw. The guy had a little table was selling it at my supermarket. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. So, although is it is it distilled in Missouri, or did they buy it from uh, MDI in Lawrenceburg, Indiana? Well, I think they're distilling it here because if they're going to sell out here, uh, believe me, they'll get buried by Ozark Distillery. So, <laughs> like, I don't think you can do. <laughs> People out here are very particular. You'll get swamped quick because Ozark Distillery is like kind of the gorilla in the market. <laughs> and that guy's actually, he's making his first batch of rye. He, he hasn't made rye before, but he's going to make it. It's actually a tough place to go to. It's a, it's a fun place. You can get pizza. They make a lot of great uh, moonshine drinks. But man, the corn smell at the distillery oh, is yeah. like outside. It's rough. <laughs> and they tell you, do not smoke cigarettes anywhere near, near this facility. <laughs> There's signs everywhere. That's awesome. But yeah, the second you walk outside, the corn smell just fucking blows you over. It's like a, it's like a chocolatey coffee kind of strange smell. Hmm. Ready? Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. Which fucking battle took place on du- Dust Hill, sixteen forty-five? Dust Hill, sixteen forty-five. He does have a hint. Word, yeah. The hint is England. Yeah, we got that one. Um, <laughs> no idea. So not thirty years war. This would be English Civil War. It's they're they're all. No, they're, these are all out of the uh, dual pack. These both yeah, dual pack. yeah, I guess yeah. The timing uh, suspicious. We should have done more research. Uh, uh, well, you got well, you got Edge Hill, right? Is that one of them? Edge Hill's one. Um, Marston Moore. Is, is it Newberry? Is Newberry one? There's a bridge. Yeah. There's a bridge one too. Like uh, it's not Stamford Bridge. That's where no, Chelsea uh, plays. No, that's, but that that's was also Viking. a battle. Stamford Bridge also a battle in the. The conquest, uh, it, but it's it's a yeah it's a different one from that. I, I don't know enough about it. I was just reading through. I was impressed with the pack, but I didn't really. But I think it's New Hill. Uh, no, Edge Hill, Newbury. Oh, Marston Moore. There we go. I'm mixing up. The, yeah, it's Newbury, Edge Hill. I mean, Edge Hill has hill in it, so you know, Dust Do it. Hill. Yeah, let's let's guess Edge Hill. The Battle of Nasby. Oh. Naseby, yeah. Naseby. That okay. was that was another one. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot. It. Nice. But yeah, that's also in the dual pack. How, how dare you correct the referee? <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Uh, the town of Holzhausen, eighteen thirteen. Holzhausen. Napoleonic Wars. Well, after Russia. Yeah, I think it's like uh, 1813 is going to be like Lutzen. A lot of fighting. Is this like a, like, I don't know if this is like Leipzig, Dresden. Uh, The thing is, these are all named after towns already. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But it might just be a town that's not critical. It, I, mean, I don't think it's Dresden because uh, that was all like in and around Dresden. I don't think there was. 
you know, a string of towns or whatever. So Jay, Jason, can you, can you spill the town? <laughs> I put it in the chat. Whole sauce. Hmm. This is all like post Bordino, like retreating through Persia yeah. kind of fighting. Uh, I don't know. No, this is like one of my worst era, eras of Napoleonic history. The, the battles I know there are Lutzen. I know Lutzen is one that there's a war game based on. Yeah, and yeah, Leipzig, I think, happens post-Russia. Not very war gamey, but I mean, like, there are some Leipzig games. Um, yeah, I don't know. What was one of the ones where they were retreating across the river? No, that was the Russians that were trying to retreat across the river. That was pre well uh, pre eighteen twelve. Also, Leipzig is the one where they try to run across the river, and all the like. That's where Poniatowski gets killed. Yeah, but that's another one that's so focused on the city. But Lutzen may have more surrounding stuff. I think Lutzen is probably your best bet. Is Bautzen? Bautzen? Isn't there Bautzen? But I don't know for sure. Lutzen's the only one I really know. I'm so bad at that pre, like, before he's basically in France, defending in France. Lutzen has a bunch of towns because it's kind of a meeting engagement, so Lutzen might not be a bad guess. Yeah, let's guess Lutzen. It is Leipzig. Oh, Leipzig, shit. Who knew? Oh, another one where Dave gave options. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, the wrong yeah, one. yeah, but I can I can name like fourteen different battles. You know, it's like, could be Talavera. <laughs> <laughs> love love this uh, battlefield geographic location. Open knob, October eighteen sixty two. Oh motherfucker! Open knob. Open knob. October of eighteen. He even gives the month. October 1862. There's so many Apparently knobs. there is a gal- Yeah. There's a lot of knobs. <laughs> and knobs are, that's a Western theater affectation usually, because like Southern Indiana is just full of knobs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, and it is, yes. So, I mean, we, I, I, th- I think we could do well by trying to track down the time period, right? Yeah, because October 62, so you're talking post-Antietam pre-Fredericksburg. No, but we're Western theater, right? Yeah. Um, so, so where are we as far as Shiloh? Shiloh happened in April of 62. So we're post-Shiloh. Yep. And it's, it's I'm trying to think of when Perryville. Perryville would be a good guess because it's in Kentucky, and Kentucky is also full of knobs. Yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Let's keep going. Perryville... And Perryville would have been, oh man, was that summer of 62 or autumn of 62? Murfreesboro was not until December. And there's kind of no major battles between Shiloh and Murfreesboro in the Western Theater except Perryville. And for our... uh... For our European friends, uh, Kyle is using all the Confederate names for these battles. <laughs> yeah, Stones River, of course, would be. Though he did throw out Antietam, which some yeah. would call Sharpsburg. <laughs> 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 Generally, the oh, winner got to pick the name. Wait. 
what were the what were the union names for Perryville or Shiloh? Stone River. Well, Stones River was Murfreesboro. Guess that's Stones River. I think Shiloh was the same for both, and so was Perryville. Perryville, I think, was the su- the second battle of something. I think they did some kind of Shiloh. Well, Shiloh is Pittsburgh Landing. Yeah, but I don't think the Southerners called it that. No, they called. I think it Shiloh. both sides called it Shiloh. Yeah. No, Southerners named it. Oh, after you're just towns. You're talking about. You're just talking about where the battle was. No, I'm saying but, Southerners. The the Confederacy named them after the towns. Yeah. The, the the Union tended to name them after the the body of water that was nearest to right. it. So you're naming them Murfreesboro, Perryville, Shiloh. Those are all Southern names. Just like Sharpsburg, instead, is called Antietam because the Union won there. Yeah, and Bull Run and Manassas. Right, same thing. It's just a it's weird thing. If we're, just throw, we're throwing that out there for our cousins who, <laughs> who may be offended by our, by our choice of music for this episode. Trivia while we're seriously <laughs> treading water on this uh, on this quiz question. So, yeah, so Perryville, Perryville has a space, I'm just looking a northern at my, name, too. Looking at all my Civil War Brigade series boxes, does the date on the side of the Perryville box? It's the, it's the invasion of <laughs> Kentucky. I think Perryville is the way. Yeah. I mean, because I just don't, I can't think of. Perryville's where Kirby Smith goes out into Kentucky and then decides he's overextended. Because Murfreesboro, isn't that a brag at that point or is that somebody else? That, yeah, it's it's Bragg and Rosecrans. I but think, that's, and again, that's in December, late December. I think Perryville, so. Perryville is the one where he runs yeah. out there. Now, it might but, still be. It might still be some stupid battle over something on the river. Yeah, the, the, some minor skirmish around. Right. But Perryville would be the only one that a reasonable person would know. Right. So, so Perry, I'm going to guess Perryville. It is Perryville. Oh, shit. Did you see how he did that, nice. motherfuckers? Yeah, and, oh, it took five minutes of I, I almost interrupted it around. like you guys are right, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's good for the listeners. If it's not good in content, for the, I'll interrupt. This is, but, but now this we is have to make it work. Now, now the problem is Kyle and I have to figure out, Perryville, okay, what was the union name for the week? We're going to Google that after we're off the podcast. There is no union name. It was Perryville for both sides. No, there, it's not going to be. I'm, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. I'm not Googling anything you're going to ask me, but... Yeah. <laughs> no. The DeSoto Peninsula, 1863. What, month? Is there a month? There is not a month. Oh, he's just giving us a year, mm-hmm. 1863. A very the busy peninsula. year. Yeah. Yes. But a peninsula in DeSoto tells me that's somewhere in the deep south. But man, all those naval actions, New Orleans and all that shit, Mobile. Mobile it's the, was until it's the Battle 64. of Chaplin Hills, motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what? It's called the Battle of Chaplin Hills. Look, nobody, that's, that's not what the Union <laughs> called it. It's Perryville. <laughs> okay. So you need to work. I don't know how to help you on this question. So, Yeah, DeSoto Peninsula? Because I think Mobile Bay was wasn't until like 1864 or 65. Yeah, I think Southern or like Spanish, right? So you're, I think you're right on the like the Gulf, or maybe or maybe over toward like Pensacola. Yeah, but I don't, I don't but, know what the hell happened in Pensacola. No, but but think about yeah. DeSoto, right? So it's like, well, when did when did they send Burnside off to land troops 
in the south wasn't that in was that the red river campaign what was that i don't know uh yeah that was banks though that was 64. that was a different idiot yeah (laughs) no because i thought they landed burnside on the coast of south carolina or something but that may have been before he became. Oh no, Burn, that's when Burns started trying to charge the forts. They were like, "Yeah, we'll give you all the colored troops, so you can waste their lives trying to take Fort <laughs> Fisher." Oh, well, that would have been that would have been post his, and I think after he was sacked as Army of the Potomac commander, he. I don't think he commanded troops like that in the field. I mean, he was commanding the Ninth Corps or whatever with. Okay, so I'm just gonna. Can I, I'll, I'll give. Uh, I'll give you a little break here because we are looking at the the comparison of Civil War battle names between Southern and Northern. First Manassas is called what, Jason? Bull Run. First Bull Run. Oak Hills is called what? Who fucking knows? Wilson's <laughs> Creek. Um, Leesburg is called Ball's Bluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elkhorn Tavern. Kyle, what's Elkhorn Tavern called by the Union? I don't know. Pea Ridge. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I just know Pea Ridge. Shiloh and Pittsburgh Landing. And then we've got all we've got all the battles of the uh, Seven Days War. Uh, Seven Pines is called Fair Oaks, and I'm calling them by their correct name and their incorrect name. Uh, <laughs> Mechanicsville is called Battle of Beaver Dam. Which one's Creek, the correct name? Uh, the Southern name. <laughs> Uh, Shiloh, let's see, let's see. Uh, second Manassas, oh, Gaines Mill is called Chickahominy River. Second, We're in the middle of a quiz. Oh, I thought, it was what is happening? Dave, Dave's uh, trying to prove some kind of point, except that he's, he's proving the point like maybe in 1865, this is what the battles were called. No, that's what the newspapers call them. Today is not what they're called. Like, that's right. I can tell you that. Right. No, I, I, I know they don't call, they don't call, in fact, I don't think anyone calls Antietam Sharpsburg. But probably at the time, yeah. Some some diehards might might still call it Oh, there are plenty of people here that that still do. <laughs> there's, there's listeners. We have members. <laughs> no, I'm sure we do. I get likes from those people. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So come on, come on, genius. Did, figure this one out. Peninsula. Yeah. Desoto Peninsula. Going once. It's now called the Stonewall Jackson Peninsula. I don't know if that's the same. Is that the same thing? Uh, okay. I, I'm just going to guess uh, uh, Mobile. Just the Siege of Vicksburg. Oh, wow. Yeah, never in a million years would I have gotten that I, right. I mean, 63, yes, but, but DeSoto – I mean, I visited Vicksburg, and I don't remember <laughs> – I don't remember a DeSoto Peninsula. That's a deep, that's a deep cut. I mean – yeah. All right. It's time for name that opposing belligerent. All right. Name the opposing belligerent faction or factions for each listed battle. The Battle of Versailles, 101 BC. I am the Roman Republic, of course. Who are you? Versailles. Versailles. Versailles, so almost like maybe. A, Versailles. Almost like a precursor of Versailles. Or Versailles is the color under. I mean, <laughs> this is also Punic War type time. And uh, Jason, yeah. you said, what are you? The Roman Republic. All right. So, yeah, the Carthaginians, probably. It, it could be, or it could be 
could this be like the Italians when they're fighting with the uh, Etruscans or Italians or anything like that? Yeah, the Etruscans would be who they fought when they were consolidating. Right. Italian, uh, the uh, Italian Peninsula. I only throw that out there so later on I can claim that I gave you good advice, a different answer. <laughs> well, I mean, Vercella is a that's a Roman name. That's the so it's not something that would have been fought in Carthage. Yeah, I think Etruscans might be safe. Um, when did Hannibal cross the Alps? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know these things happen, but putting dates to them is the, is the tough. Kyle, I'm your guy for American Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I knew I knew this going in, uh, but my, you know, the, the you were like, you looked at Jason. He might, and you're like, he might yeah. give you the wrong. He might give you the wrong battle name, but it'll be the right battle. But and, yeah. and you looked over at Jason. You're like, I'm not getting any help over I mean, there. No, no. You know, there's nothing here. <laughs> If you want to know all the different linebackers, that's right. You're fine. He he has all the linebackers. And Jason Uh, has not made any effort to expand his knowledge. He just keeps plugging away at the presidents. I'm I'm interested in what I'm interested in. (laughs) Who gives a shit about what happened in 101 BC? (laughs) I don't care. It's a dead language. They're all All dead languages. All those French battles, I don't care. Yeah, let's, let's guess the Etruscans. It is the Simbri. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> How do you even happened? spell that? C I M B. It doesn't matter. It's a dead language. <laughs> That's right. This is another one I'm going to post into the for chat. All we, for all we know, they were Etruscans. It's probably what the, they what the Southerners been. called them. <laughs> the Battle of Civitate. Wow. Civitate. Ten fifty three. This sounds like Eastern Eastern Europe Byzantine stuff. My, how, however, my belligerence is the Normans. Ooh, Saxons. Ten fifty three. So it's before then. Uh, Jesus, Normans versus who are the Normans fighting? And this with is before. This the, is a battle that rings. Yeah, this this is a battle that rings a bell too because the the name seems familiar. Oh, is this in Sicily? Sicily, dude. Remember they, they went down. Yeah, Normans went down there and fucked up in Sicily. They were fucking around down there. Yeah, but who would they have fought in Sicily then? <laughs> dude, they they remember there was a time where. Uh... No, yeah, no, I, I believe you that maybe they were there, but no, they were conquered. They they went to conquer. Remember, they were like Vikings at yeah. this point. Because it's this is pre, Jason. When when did the Battle of uh, Hastings? Ten sixty six. See, everyone knows that shit, right? Yeah. So so this is before then. I'm telling you, I think it's. <laughs> I like that I'm your your low watermark. That's right. Any, <laughs> any idiot, idiot knows ten sixty six. Any moron right. knows that. Day. <laughs> love Jason, you, buddy. You know what I'm talking. I about. love you, buddy. You know I love you. <laughs> I own it, and I I also don't care. It, but I'm saying if the Normans were in Sicily, like it's not Sicilians, right? Like who, what, what faction would they have been fighting? Uh, so, I mean, could it could it not be Sicilians? Like who? Else? I mean, uh, that's that's all I would know to guess if they were in like, Sicily. Is it, is it like Vandals or like Goths or who down there at that point? Goths, the Goths was that Crusades era? I mean, this was shortly before the First Crusade, right? Visigoths. That was 1099. Goths and Visigoths. 
We're staying yeah, for let's, let's guess. Uh, let's guess goths, because Normans fought goths, right? I think goths were the last wave, right? They came in. Jason might ask us to be more specific, but we'll see. I would accept yeah. goths, but it is yeah. not the goths. It is okay. the papal coalition. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, but Italy, it, that but was right. But, it is Italy, right? Yeah, but a papal coalition would not have been something I would have even known to no. guess. Yeah, who knew that Catholics were a thing in 1053? Yeah, well, they're the original religion, so anything <laughs> after that. The very first one. A- anything after <laughs> that is just Everything before that right? and after that is not just pa- Just pagans. Well, just right. pagans before that. They're the, uh, they're the uh, National League of, of the Christian religion. <laughs> The first siege of Istanbul, twelve or sorry, Constantinople, twelve oh three A.D. The first siege of Constantinople, twelve oh three A.D. I am the kingdom of Thessalonica. Who are you? Is it? You said twelve fifty three. Twelve oh three. Twelve oh three. I mean, is, I mean this, is it Byzantines or is it Turks? <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, who is taking yeah, who is taking Constantinople? I thought the Byzantines had Constantinople I'm sorry, all this Jason, time. What is the name of the city at the time of the siege? <laughs> Constantinople. <laughs> I would say Byzantines, but but the Byzantines already had Constantinople. And someone is being sieged. Yeah, yes. they're, maybe they're being besieged. Thessalonica. That sounds Greek. Maybe it's the Greeks yeah. that are on the western side. Maybe they're trying to besiege the city. But when did they? Oh, oh yeah. So it's not the it's not Thessalonica that's besieged. It's their they're that's besieging right. Constantinople. Doing the yeah, that's right. And the fact yeah. that it's called Constantinople makes me think that the Byzantines are defending it, but I could be wrong. Yes. Uh, well, but it was still called Constantinople. Yeah, maybe the siege didn't work out for them. Well, I'm just looking at my my SPI games on my shelf for my siege of Constantinople. I don't know. Box. Is this allowed? I mean, do we have to put a hood <laughs> over Kyle? No. I'm sitting in my war game room. I'm just looking well, at my no, I guess I guess you can look around and see. Use your re- use your resources. I'm looking around. I'm like next war Korea, next war Poland. That that's a big fucking hell well, bitch. Fire in the lake. The, the Turks the Turks took Constantinople in 1453 because that's what the box says. That's after we're, we're in 12. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is 100 years before. That. But okay, they, I, they, I they tried that, a lot. Of I time. think this is starting to be cheating at this point. <laughs> I think he's cheating at this point. No, let's let's guess Byzantines. That's that a very is, safe. That's a very safe guess. That's that right. is correct. That's right. Thank you. Please, we could avoid a lot of dis, like <laughs> ir, like issues and potential claims, disputes, VAR checks. My my siege of Istanbul got no love. The Battle of Fleurus, sixteen twenty two. I am the Dutch Republic. Who are you? This be the Spanish that they were fighting in. I want to say this is thirty years war musket and pike game. Yeah, no, I think it is. Well, I think this is the Saints and Armor one. Yeah, or the, well, Fleurus, are they fighting the Dutch Republic? Would they be fighting Spanish, French? Can't remember. Or or was the Dutch Republic composed of Spanish? Because it was the Spanish Netherlands at uh, the time, right? Dutch Republic was trying to resist the Spanish. I think during this period. Yeah. They're trying to like separate themselves, or was flourish from under flourish from under the lily banners here? Because this this was the Spanish Netherlands. 
Yeah. And then, but at this yeah. point, I think the Dutch were trying to separate. So they might have been fighting the Spanish. I think that's that could be possible. Or the Habsburgs or whatever, you know, whoever they represent. Yeah, but the Habsburgs would be the Spanish, right? Right. <laughs> like that would be, they would be in league with the Spanish, right? So, so it would be a safe bet still to say the Spanish. It is the Spanish. Yeah. The Spanish. Yay! Nice. <laughs> Jason trying to speed things along. Uh, he's like, <clears throat> good feelings. <laughs> it, and the last in this is the Battle of Pinos Altos, 1861. I am the Confederate States of America. Sorry, Dave, but I'm, I am the Confederate States of America. Who Pinos, are you? Pinos Altos? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Like, Braxton, you could do a couple normal fucking battles. <laughs> one or two. It doesn't great. have to be like, no one has ever Deep fucking cuts. heard High Pines in Spanish. Like, the Battle of High Pines. Are it's, we in, like, New Mexico? Gotta be yeah, in, like, California or New Mexico. Now it's, like a, now it's like a trick question. Yeah, like, that's well, right. Yeah, fighting the Union. But no, they were fighting Mexico. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, if we get one right, it's like, we're like, yay, we know history. <laughs> Like, we can leave it thinking that we did a good job. All right. 1861, Pinos Altos. Jesus. So, High Pines. Yeah. This is early. And, you know, it's got to be try, California, right? I mean. Trying to think of my Western it's New map. It's New Mexico. Because Jason's just like, I give up. <laughs> he goes, I'm even embarrassed by how. No, I'm looking it up because I've never heard of it. It's in New Mexico. So. And, and so, who's the side? But I'm thinking of my Far West map and, and you know the Victory Game Civil War game. The old Civil War with the good one. Yeah, yeah. With the, and and you got to play the West. The, remember the Far West map? You can. It's That's optional right. to play with. That's Nobody right. ever plays with it because it's right. just a giant waste of time. Oh, we no, we played but, with it. But that I was, played with it. Yeah, that, and that was back when you didn't have to look up every fucking line of communication rule every <laughs> fucking two seconds. And like, they, they basically ruined that game by making it a modern game. <laughs> I think because I played it with Newell and I'm like. God damn, we have to look up a rule every single time somebody fucking does something. Chrome the shit out of it. Well, they made all these weird supply rules, crazy Lennox. Now, and there's like, there are like 275 questions about all the different coastal hexes. If I'm here, does this cut off supply to that or that? It's like ridiculous. Whatever. The thing. thing is, on that far west map out in New Mexico, there were, or maybe it was Arizona. There were some. There were like two Confederate troops and two Union troops. Yep. Oh no, I I, yep. fought, I had Stan Wadey's Cherokee running around out there. Did, did you, in the Oklahoma? Territory. Did you refight the Battle of Picacho Peak, which is the the westernmost battle? So Pino Santos could have. Mm-hmm. All right. So so w- w- at this point, CSA is fighting whom? It would either have to be Indians or trick. Like, so it's, we're, going for trick we're going for trick questions. Cheyenne. Would, we're going for trick Cheyenne questions. And, it'd be Cheyenne, right? But the, or the, were the Cheyenne allied to the Confederates? Who was Stan Wadey with? Uh, no, they're Cherokee. Uh, Cheyenne Cherokee, not allied. Okay. Because Cherokee owned slaves. So they were part of the Confederacy. Or the Comanche. The Comanche in New Mexico by then? No. Yeah, well, no the, Navajo. New Mexico was going to be Navajo. Yeah. Because... Uh, it's got to be an Indian tribe and not the United States. Do you think he's going to? And if it is, if us? it is the United States, the next time I see Braxton, I'm just going to punch him in the face. Oh, nice. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. Just I want to see that happen. All right, Navajo. I think it's the Navajo. Navajo. It is the Apache. Oh well, they're there too. They are there too. Yeah. 
Uh, it was definitely going to be an Indian tribe, though, yeah. and not the United so States. So it was U.S. versus no, CS. CS. Confederates CS. versus Apaches. So which Confederate troops were fighting? Like, what, like did New Mexico go Confederate? Uh, Ari- yeah, it was Arizona territory at the time. But yeah, they did. And I feel like guys from Texas like moved right. us exactly. from the Confederates. So. Yeah, I hope, I hope, you're, hope you're proud of yourself, Jason. I am not. I'm not. I'm not that guy. They're like, we can barely beat the Indians, but we want to bring in a ton of slaves to this area. That's all we need for this area, to turn this desert around. Yeah. Tons of slaves. It's going to be arable, I swear to God. Right. It's bonus time, Dave. Oh, tell, Lord. So tell bad. us. Tell us about the bonus. Um, yeah, so, uh, Kyle, there's a bonus. Um, I can't tell you whether the questions help you or hurt you. I will tell you that if you get them right, they will count for you. Um but if you get them wrong, they're, they're also not going to count for you. So it's a question of whether we're going to take the total score, which we usually do. So I guess. Love it. You can choose them or you can not choose them. But in the end, they're probably going to count. But you can't not choose them. Yeah, no, you, I mean, no, it's absolutely. You, you can not choose them. You it's just not optional. But get <laughs> points for them. So it's up to you, though. 100%. It's not, though. No, Kyle. I mean, so do you let's, have any, let's do you questions, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think. Are they counts. easier than the regular questions? I, we'll find out. Um, Are they hard? Well, they, they can only be easier, Dave. <laughs> it's not, it's not, might not I, be possible. Uh, this is a fun question, though. It's where the fuck was I killed? Name the battle where each listed military commander was killed. Right. There's. It's it's a little bit easier, I'll say. But they uh, count the same. But they do count the same, That's right. whether you yeah. are correct or incorrect. And against you. And, yes. and regardless of how difficult they are. The yes. That's right. The Roman Emperor Valens, where did he die? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Roman Emperor I've never even heard of before. Where did this guy die? <laughs> At some point during the thousand years of yeah, Roman they, rule. There's only like 53 of them. Um, <laughs> Mile marker 43 in the Appian Way. <laughs> Not well, you know, Istanbul. And he was, a, he was an emperor. I'm just trying to think of what battles I can think of that, that any emperor actually fought in. Can I give you a hint? Sure. It's not even a battle I've heard of. <laughs> well, that's a terrible That's not hint. a very good hint. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't spend too much time on this one, Kyle. That's yeah. I mean, well, even, I, I, I'm, just I'm just trying to think of any just, battle. I'm just looking at it from a life expectancy perspective. <laughs> I don't think you want to spend too much of your life thinking about this one. We got shit to do. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> you could say like the Chapel of Balance or like Chap Balance Church. He died at the Battle of Valence Hill. There you go, the Battle of Valence Hill. Nice. The Battle of Adrian, Ad, Adrianopoli? Adrian, Adrianopoli? Adrianopoli? Yeah, I've heard of it. I, I have no idea the Roman Emperor it. died there. <laughs> how about how about Richard Plantagenet? Where did he die? Which battle? That was um, the third uh, Duke of York. Yeah, is that, that Bosworth? Bosworth? Is that yeah, Bosworth, Bosworth, right? Yep. Yep. The Battle of Wakefield. What the yeah. fuck? 
I think I've actually given the wrong answer for that before. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because you think of a, of a king dying, but he wasn't the king. He was the duke, right? He was should have listened. Should have listened more closely. Not that I would have guessed Wakefield, but that might be the, that might be the only question in this entire thing that I would have known. Actually, no, that is the entire the, the only one. <laughs> Humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. J- Joseph Warren. The hint is the American Revolution. I don't. I don't know who this is. Bunker Hill. Joseph Warren. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Could be Bunker. But yeah, why not? Why not Bunker Hill? It is Bunker Hill. He's the guy that whites of his eyes, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's. I didn't realize he died there. But yeah. Nice. Oh no, he was stabbed by a bayonet by a British. (laughs) What did he see when he was stabbed? Uh, I don't know, but I nearly died of a heart attack walking up to the top of the Bunker Hill fucking memorial. I had to lay on the grass on my back like a, like a weirdo by the sidewalk for like 42 minutes while my wife watched me from our minivan. Love it. Debating whether she would call 911 or not. And that was that was me 20 fucking years ago. <laughs> so I can't imagine. Fighting shape. So when man, you, you were when in you terrible go, shape back then. <laughs> when, you, when you go to go, well, I was, a, I was a cop back then, so I was a little bit better. But when you go to go walk up a, the memorial, there's signs all along the thing that say, warning, if you have heart problems, do not do this walk. Because <laughs> uh, the town is built up all to the memorial. So it's just like now a park with a giant spire that basically jams up into the. So. But it's probably nice. deceptive. Like it doesn't look like it's going to kill you trying to climb right. it because it's all hidden by. And, and now, according to Matt Damon and his buddy, that whole town now are just full of bank robbers. So that's all they do. So, <laughs> so that's the whole town. Oh, Irish angry Irish bank robbers. That's right, it's all Irish bank robbers. Yeah, and there's beer in my nose. Wow, Sorry. that was a good one. Uh, Brigadier General William Barksdale. Oh, nice. We got this one. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh... Gettysburg. This is the, the Mississippi Brigade. That was. Mississippian. Yep, that was Betty. Gettysburg. And Lieutenant Colonel Henry Pauline. How do you spell uh, it? That was, that was at the Battle of the Sandawana. Yeah, that fucking wow. A. The, nice. Jesus Christ. Wow. The Zulu War. Oh, okay. Nice. I was what about was, it. What, what was the last name? I, I'm, I'm very happy that you said that because I... I don't know that I could, I could say that word. Uh, Pauline, P-U-L-L-E-I-N-E. He was the guy that basically froze at Sonawana and disappeared as the battle oh, nice. was going on once, yeah. once the Zulus started to overrun them. I know some like, of the guys that works drift. I've, I've read it, but it's been a while. So so he was the guy that panicked. Yeah. And I don't think they ever found his body. Like They weren't even sure where he died. And that's 7 out of 20. That's Pretty solid. That was yeah. fucking hard. Decent Probably finish. about as good as I did last time I took the quiz. <laughs> no, that's, that's solid. Dude, that was brutal. That's a brutal quiz. So now we wanted to get into the Elric Kickstarter, right? That was the next oh, yeah. <laughs> item on the item on the. What, on was the, that on the agenda? Yeah, so on, the, on the script? So what's up with that? This is all scripted for everybody. Elric Kickstarter, okay. <laughs> a tight schedule. Got it. Um, yeah, I'll talk about it. Oh, nice. I was joking, but yeah, let's talk no, about I'll it. Talk about I haven't it. even looked at it. Uh, yeah, I, I watched the video they have of it. 
there's an hour Kickstarter. It's basically like Battle of the Young Kingdoms or Rise of the Young Kingdoms, right? And That's this is like idea. Elric, Elric, right? Like the Moorcock Elric. Oh yeah, no, they're trying to like it's it's that IP. Hmm. Um, I don't remember that ever being like a thing, really, where like all the Young Kingdom races were like assaulting. No, because uh, the, the, the idea was that the that the uh, Elric's people were asleep. The right. idea was that they were this ruling kingdom that kind of been like doped up on heroin or whatever their their lifestyle was, and where they they were. And so this is a solo game, right? Because Elric is one nope nope character it's more, it's, who's it's the more, hero it, it's, of the it's, story. It's, nope, it's, that's it's, really just about him and his sword. Nope, it's kind of like you're playing a giant game of Dark Tower. Oh, except fun. without except without the Dark Tower, where you can so not on Elric. It. Okay. The idea is that there's these monsters and generals and leaders and dragons that live in the central Melnib- Melnibone. Melnibone? Who cares? It's a dead language. Uh, <laughs> but they all live there. And all, the, and all the young kingdoms are attacking it. And they have to like cooperate with each other. No, oh, Jesus uh, But sometimes the 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 the, the, the Melnibonians can like strike back at you. Or sometimes it's hmm. just, I, I watched it for a second and I was like, no. I, I didn't watch the video. I just scrolled through and it had, it looks like every, you know, giant box of plastic Kickstarter that I've seen that has like, oh, here's, you can add this character and this character and stretch goals for this guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't, guy. Even, I didn't here's even the exclusives for this guy and that guy. And here you can add on this expansion. It's like, you know, preloaded with a bunch of expansions that you can buy. It, I mean, it has all, you know, tick, ticked all the Kickstarter. Big plastic minis box <laughs> boxes, but well, and yeah, they've I, got, the whole, they've, they've got like, the whole angle where they're like, together, all of you can be defeated, but only one of you can win. They have some stupid thing like that. Oh, competition, like, competition, right? Game. Right. So only one player can win, but like the idea is, oh no, we can work together to defeat the defenses if, of this palace. But like. I honestly, when I read, I read the small books. I had the small books of it with a bunch of the short stories. And I, I, th- I think I've read most of Elric. Um, it was generally like there was yeah. one raid story. Not a lot of sieges. There was there, there was one <laughs> short story where he kind of like did. There was an attack, but I felt like that was not a major thing. The, then it gets into the whole the whole thing about Elric is the whole law versus chaos and the eternal champions. That's the whole story. It's not about like we want to attack uh, the Melnibonians and steal all their loot. <laughs> we want to get all the loot from them. I thought yeah, it was about had, a sentient sword. That sounds more like a game where they had a, a, a game design but no IP to attach mm. to. <laughs> so they yeah, found some IP that they thought would sell would sell some stuff. And they literally and have a plug it into a game. They have a basically a three high hex in the middle, which I guess is where the loot lives. And then they've got like hexes around it that are like where the island is. And then I guess the idea is that your guys try to attack towards it, get onto the island, and then eventually they want to attack to the loot hex and loot the hex. Yeah. I don't like it. It's it's barely made a funding, and it's been live for what at least a few days. Like the the if you're not with this kind of game, like, and all the stuff that they had listed, like, if you're not hitting, you know, half a million dollars in the first 24 hours, yeah, that's going to be a fucking disaster. I mean, yeah. the cool thing about Elric is Elric is not living there. Elric is a fish out of water. Elric right. is right. this this kind of haunted, uh, 
a sorcerer, weak sorcerer with this magic blade, but living amongst these people who like don't know about where he's from as much. And uh, that that's what's so bizarre. They like, they took all the the wrong things. <laughs> from it took all the all the stuff that was appealing about Elric and like chucked in the trash. <laughs> no, so we're weird. just gonna go with the hard military angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's a basic siege game. Yeah, let's, been, it's, oh, it's dark fantasy. Yeah, I don't want the darkness for the fantasy so much as I just want a siege. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the kind of cool thing that he would go on weird adventures too, where he's like, like yeah, just random shit. Like he's it was sailors. And that's like, right. Let's go with that. I mean, it, was, it would just jump around. He's like, now I'm on the road with my wizard friend and my thief friend, and oh my gosh, we come to this place where where apples are falling off trees. Like whatever, it was just bizarre. But you're I like mean, he, you're like Elric because they would fuck with Elric, and you're like, oh, don't do that, dude. Elric's and it was kind of like origins of dark fantasy, right? I mean, maybe Conan was the kind of the original, like a dark fantasy kind of tale. But well, the, but guy, the, Elric, the idea I, that I, he, I never killed, read Elric. he killed his own girlfriend with his sword, yeah. Uh, and the idea that his sword was cursed, where it would kill people so that he was good. friends yeah. with. I mean, it's a key influence for like Warhammer Fantasy and 40k, like. Mm-hmm. All that, all that kind of genre that you know, grim dark as they call it, comes out of like Elric was a huge influence on that stuff. Right. I mean, and, uh, the, <laughs> but let's, let's look at it. It's, it's, we're talking about Excalibur, right, from the England, and it's yeah. not a coincidence that an English author writes this story about now this sword that's evil. It's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it also feeds him, and he's got weaknesses, right? He's an albino. He's not strong on his own. He's inbred. It's all these things that they're saying about the Meldabonians are bad. And uh, suddenly, the like we're gonna attack him, and the Meldabonians are like super buff. They're like gonna kill all the guys. Well, that's not the whole story we heard, because even their own prince is all fucked up. Like he right, needs a magic right. sword to keep him going. Did you read the book? Yeah. So it's it's bananas. Like looking at it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I thought it'd be cool to have it be like a. Like if you tell me you're gonna do an Elric adventure, I'm like, okay, cool. So there's gonna be like random adventures and. It was kind of neat to, like I said, to run into it where, like, uh, a couple of mercenaries might—they're going to fuck with Elric or something, or and like, it, it, yeah. it would be a, like a dungeon crawl, or even a, do like a Gloomhaven ripoff, like just yeah, like for a, that. I mean, right, a, cam- a quest campaign. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're talking about a campaign where as many people know the name of his sword, Stormbringer, as they do him. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> No, it's it's so weird that they would choose a, a yeah, like dudes on a map strategy game yeah, for that bizarre. for that yeah. IP. And they they have this weird mechanism too when they do the ad, which drove me crazy. Where they're like, but sometimes you can get they like you can get loot, and it can and they would show them evaporating the cards. Basically, there's no oh my gosh. There's like cards that you just flip over. You're basically just flipping cards and they're like or sometimes they can backfire on you and then they would have this video where like your little miniatures like disintegrated and you'd be like no I spent 20 hours painting that guy <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it's fucking I, I, I don't often use the R word and I'm not going to use it here but I please it, don't it, it is that <laughs> I it's, will say it's that. ill-advised can I say it's R word you could say it's ill-advised. Can I give it an R rating? <laughs> yes. I give it an R rating. Okay, that's fair. It's just, it makes no sense. Based on it the IP, no what anyone would like about the IP, it's like, it's, it, it's so as if weird. people did, it's as if they, like like Kyle said, they had a design, right? Maybe they had a design. And that must be it. 
they they were trying to think what IP can we wedge this into. Yeah, the, the the formulaic layout of the whole Kickstarter campaign was just a clue that yeah, this is just these are just people that are plugging and chugging. And it's coming there. through France, right? Yeah. And, so it makes know, me I mean, think the, it makes me think that there's a different IP agreement in France that gives them this kind of window to go in and do it. Uh, the other big thing is that they they launched it previously back in April and canceled it. So like it didn't work the first time. So like that's already just raising all kinds of red flags. Yeah, because I'm down for some Elric, but I watched it and I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, make a good game. And I rated it as an R. So there we go. Should we break and then talk about war games, maybe? Sure. Cool. Yep. I'm back. I am also back, sir. In fact, I never left. Nice. Even better. I held down the fort. I appreciate that. I had to get a beer. Our booze is locked up. So I switched to guns. Liquor liquor before beer. Yep. Never fear. Yeah, I assume it's not locked up for your access. No, no. Okay. It's just a pain to get to. Yeah, smart moves. Well, I've, I brought the bottle of rum down here with me in mm. the basement, so. It's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I had an uh, offensive lineman from our football team ask my freshman daughter uh, to the uh, homecoming dance today. How did that go? We had a conversation in the parking lot. That invitation has been canceled. <laughs> you and your daughter or you and the football player? Me, myself, and the football player. Oh, interesting. He's, he's not a bad kid. I just – she's going. Uh, she's going to go there. He can feel free to hang out with her or dance with her. Uh, they will not be going together. So feels like a distinction without a difference. Yeah, I, I saw him. I said, hey, 71, come over here. I was waiting to pick up my, my older daughter. <laughs> he was wearing his jersey for the game. Love it. I just told him who I was, and I said, yeah, that's not happened. I said, perfectly happy with you guys talking to each other. That's fine. But uh, Is he a junior? He's a sophomore. Oh, okay. I was going to tell him, um, only date starters. So <laughs> he's varsity. He's, he is varsity, but. That's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, software. Whatever. Is high school football a big deal in Missouri? Uh it is decent. It's a pretty good, pretty big deal. Uh our team is not good. They get crushed. That's the so, best. But the, the, we have two teams in our area, and I'm, most of my friends, they, they are in the other school district. That's a bigger district. They kick ass. They're they're crushing. We're in a smaller school district, maybe like five hundred kids, like total. And uh like for the high school, and uh, they're getting their asses kicked. So, but it's always good to communicate. I believe it, it's good to communicate with people. So. It is good. It is good. Be and clear, to give you hope, yeah, my honest communication. My my freshman year of high school, we went zero and eight for the year, um, and then like ten years later, they're they're winning state championships. So. Yeah, and to, to be clear, I don't have a problem with the kid. It's just. Uh, it's not happening at that age, so she's okay. They're still friends. she's okay. They're still friends. I mean, she did. She, it was one of these weird things. Here's the problem. I, I don't want to get into it too much, but the, with homecoming no, let's for get girls, uh, 
it's all this messaging, like who's going to go with who or, and sure. like she wants a certain a girl wants a certain guy to ask her, but that guy's not asking her. So then some other guy asks her. So then they're wondering like, do I need to accept that ask or do I want to hold out for this? Other? It's actually harder for the girls. Like I always thought it was tough for the guys when I was younger because like you have to do the asking, but the harder part is actually to be asked because you're always like, what happens like if I hold out too long and the guy doesn't ask me <laughs> and then, the, but basically her thing was, she's just like, Hey, I'm going to go with my friends. And, uh, she, she basically told him, yeah, my, my dad said, go with <laughs> my, my, friends my dad will <laughs> literally kill you. No, she's like, does, does she like, know that you talked to him in the parking lot? Yeah. Okay. But it was friendly. Yeah. It was just basically yeah, like, Dave's a friendly guy. No, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, she's going to go. Cause the problem was part of the problem was, um, even after she told him she didn't want to go with him, he kept messaging her all the time, and he oh, she didn't. Okay, she that's didn't, a that's a conversation. And she didn't even know him really, like until this year. So he's a year ahead of her. And then uh, she, he's in her math class, and he he was bragging about getting a thirty nine on the math test. Well, oh, yeah. my my daughter's not doing that right, so she's getting good grades. <laughs> So uh, he's messaging her kind of like, hey, do you know, can you help me out with it? He's asking her questions. She's not interested in them really. And uh, so uh, it, it was getting kind of weird where she's like, he said, he said basically something like, hey, what would you say if someone asked you to the to homecoming? And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to go with my friends. And so he, he kept like messaging her and she's like, yeah, he's, he's asking me now. And uh, she didn't want to go with him. But he kept saying he he wasn't going to just stop. So, yeah, that's a that is, that is conversation worthy. So it, it felt like yeah. there was something where we were just yeah. going to be like, yep. no problem with the kid. But I was just sure, like, yeah, back like, off, man. Let's just take it stop. easy. So, because yeah. she is younger, and you don't want to like. But she she had it. She's like, I, I'm going with my friends. I was because he's like, are you planning on going with anybody? And she's like, no, I I think I'm just going to go with friends and everything. Well, then that problem is that then locks her into where she can't go with anyone because once you <laughs> yeah. tell one guy you're kind of like you know also his his posing of it as are you going to go with anybody was that him asking if she wanted to go yeah i was never that's, super clear that's on kind where of, that went because that's kind of a cop-out i mean it's a hedge but and, yeah. and, and the other part of it was uh until the homecoming was coming up he never talked to her so then suddenly there was this flurry of like mm, 40 conversations yeah. with him. I'm like, dude, that's if gross. you wanted to go with her, like you should have been, if you liked her, you would have liked her earlier. Right. Not like now. Right. So. I ended up asking the Swedish foreign exchange student. To <laughs> fucking her. A. Dude. Are you because, because everybody was too afraid to ask her. <laughs> Did you make her ride on the exercise bike at your home? Did you ride up and down on it? <laughs> what? Like, come on. Like sixteen candles? You've never seen sixteen candles? <laughs> Actually, no. Long Duck I've Dong. Only seen, I've wow. only seen parts. I've only seen. You've parts never, of you've never seen Long Duck Dong riding on the. Okay. <laughs> no, I've. I've not seen the all of sixteen candles. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the few John Hughes movies I've actually not seen all of. Mm. I know. Now you're saying it. I know you're, 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 you have plausible deniability now that it's been considered. It's a tragedy, but. <laughs> I get it, Kyle. You've never watched it. Um, but yeah, so that was the situation with the football guy. I think I straightened it out. It wasn't bad. He's he's not like, but I'm. Sure. Yeah, I think, I yeah. Now that you've explained it, I at first it sounded like you were being overprotective, but I think you did the right thing. 
Yeah, because he just wasn't stopping. Yeah, that's super gross. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It could escalate. <laughs> we'll find out. All right. Hit, hit it. Who's next? We we covered Elric Kickstarter, right? Are we good on that? Do we need, <laughs> do we need listen, listen, the listeners were clamoring for that right. hot take. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Does anybody I, have a? Do we want to do a? What do you? What are you playing? I, I do. do what are you reading? I have. I do a review. I do have a D twenty Elric book. If we want to really get into some hard <laughs> hard reviews, oh of that. gosh, I just, almost, for, just for source book material. Is there is there Elric groups? I feel like there surely there has to be. How dare you? Um, basically, you know how it works, Kyle. Uh, there doesn't need to be any Elric's GURPS created because uh, Elric's GURPS just fills the gap <laughs> until an actual source book is created. The good thing about GURPS is it's universal. It's universal. That's right. Until they make a product that will actually do what you wanted GURPS to do. And then that will take its place. Uh, I've got but fed- in an inferior way. Well, I'm, I'll, I can lead off here. Uh, first of all, because I think I'm the most likely person here to get the most drunk by the end of the podcast. And I want to say that I, I think I can cover some quick territory because we have already talked about the game that I'm going to talk about, which is Federation Commander. So I, I know. I, I dig it. I know that we Federation Empire. I know we've talked about it. A lot. It's it's done. The campaign's over. We spent three to four years of our lives playing that game. And I remember was, listening in on it. Like and when years I say ago. when I say we were spending time of our lives, I mean it would be hours. Like a Thursday, if I knew we were playing Friday, I would have to put aside like five to six hours of planning for how I was going to like plan how to conquer the imaginary Federation empire with the imaginary Klingon empire. And that also involved time in the shower, just thinking about different strategies I could try to do. I mean, it it was a lot. So Federation commander is not the same thing. This is more like, uh, now have you guys heard of Starfleet battles? Yep. Yep. Right. So this is famous, right? So Jason, uh, I'm going to pick you because you, you're maybe the more, the, or the or the less veteran uh, wargaming aficionado than Kyle, who might have products from God knows when. Uh, but from what you've heard of, of Starfleet Battles, what's its reputation? Oh, I, I guess I don't even know. Like oh, some geez. guys, yeah. All right, and I cancel that. Kyle, Starfleet yeah. Battles, what's it, the deal? It is. It's uh, I guess kind of a lifestyle game before lifestyle games were a thing. I mean, it's probably like right there with ASL for some people in terms of like just being their entire gaming life. The thickness of the rule book, all the rules, different things, like all the different, it was basically like you would almost be qualified to be a Starfleet captain (laughs) after. I mean, a Starfleet captain has probably read less lines of text. (laughs) He has computers to figure out some of that shit. (laughs) Just thick manual. But but not just like just the content, but I mean people just like you were saying, we'll just spend five six hours just uh, tweaking shit and messing with shit. I mean that's like what it is. That's just 
even more than like ASL, where that's just like people having oh yeah, I think a it's ton worse. of stuff. It's worse, and, and just playing the game at the time and knowing what the strategies are. This is like you're planning and running spreadsheets, and you know, like all that. Just you're living this game, right? It's it's a book that is huge, which like, I've never played by the way, but the, I, the, I know the, all that. No, the rulebook it's it's infamous, right? This game. So Federation Commander is kind of a median. Uh, game rule set that they decided to start where it was going to be like not as bad as uh, Starfleet Battles, which was infamous. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job. We we did play it a couple years back. Um, one of the nice things I like about it is there's a variety of products you can get. And so in each box set, there's these nice, uh, they call them uh, ship system displays, SSDs. And so one will be like, on one side, it'll be a, like whatever, cruiser, heavy cruiser for the, the Federation. And it'll be squadron scale. So in squadron scale, you can fight a battle uh, between maybe like, I don't know, three or like maybe two or three ships on each side, like a small scale fight. And you can get a dueling. And these guys like to uh, figure out like, oh, man, if I was a real starship commander, I would turn my ship this way and I would have won that fight. You know, so they they love that shit, right? So they're they're going to get all into that stuff. Um, the, so, and the the reason they can work for that scale is because there's they've got all the detail on the ship cards. But the nice thing is, if you flip the ship card over to the other side, it's a fleet scale, which has less boxes, less information, and then this means you can use all these ships together to fight a big fleet battle. So you guys follow me on that. Yep, but you're using, you're having to do less detail tracking per ship. Correct. On the less, fleet side, less shield boxes, less armor yeah. boxes, less weapon. It's all less. So is it like is, is it like in wings or something on the fleet side, or or you know like uh, I don't know how, how are they grouping the ships together that well, you would be ordinarily tracking individually? That's interesting because uh, they're all individual ships. Oh, but you just have to do less to worry about them. So like, yeah, so yeah, the less idea fiddliness. Is, yeah, you could fight. You could give a guy three frigates, and he's going to fight with those guys. It's a question of who's controlling what, basically. So I mean, and and basically the way the game works is just in the beginning of the turn, you have a certain amount of engines, power, batteries, energy. You set what your speed is, uh, and then you put aside your energy, and that's what you have for the fight. So you can use energy to try to speed up a little bit during the fight or try to outmaneuver them. You can use energy to fire weapons, uh, load up weapons, turn, whatever. But uh, that's basically the way it goes. You know, you you have this energy allocation. That's how you're going to fight throughout the battle. So for me, it's weird because I've wavered back and forth between Starfire and Federation Commander. Like so at this point I'm gonna give Federation Commander a really long tryout. Um because I would like to see some more actual fleet type performance out of it. It seems like a lot of times Federation Commander is just yeah, you've got a handful of ships and you're just gonna attack the other guy with them. Whereas Starfire seem to have more of an appreciation for how a fleet works together with escort ships and Larger ships have maybe a ECM protection they can use for smaller guys near them. Um, that where Fed Commander doesn't seem to do that, but I don't know. So we'll see. So the 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 good news is I already have it. 
downside is there's no vassal module. So uh, we have to pay like $15 for a three-month subscription to Starfleet Battles Online to move our guys and our ships around <laughs> on like a clunky kind of thing that they have. So. So that's what we're doing for now. I mean, in some ways it's good. It does track things that are otherwise tedious and starkly battles, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Is it, but is fed commander, is that the same publisher as Starfleet battle? I'm just trying it to is. figure out why there same. would be no different okay. scale. So, so that's why there's not a vassal module. Cause you had for Federation Empire, no. you had a vassal. That's right. Module, but, right? but because different IP. So for Star- is it? yeah, it is. Well, yeah, but Fed and Empire is Star Trek. Right? I know, but there's it? there's a different deal with it. There's some oh. different, or maybe they can't justify. Uh, like with this one, you can it's impulse based, and you move. It's Fed and Empire doesn't work the same way. So maybe they they didn't feel like they could make us pay for it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so when you start to sign up for Starfleet SFB online, you can choose to either do Federation Commander or S like Starfleet Battles or both. And I'm like, no, like Federation, Federation Commander only. So this is the game that like everybody in the guild is buying right now, right? The the Romulan border is that the, oh, yeah. the one thing on border? Yeah. Whole Discord's a hot Discord channel there, right now. There is cool. Yes, stuff. There is cool stuff to like moving your ship, speeding up, going in pursuit of the enemy. Like, uh, like we, Ralph and I just demoed it for a couple of the guys, and like you know, Ralph comes up, fires his disruptors, tries to turn away. I'm trying to pursue him, uh, but then you have shields on five sides of your ship. So then when Ralph turns to fight me again, meanwhile next turn we're trying to run energy, can't get energy up. Now I'm trying to put the shields that are still up on that side and race that way. you're screaming, I don't have the power. Right. So, so there's a, there is maneuver and all that stuff. It's interesting. Shooting drones. We'll see. Guys, people are, I mean, it, it's a naval. Like, here, this is my point. We played the naval game at uh, AAC Con that, that, that Rex ran. And it, Rex did a good job. I don't think he did a bad job running the game. But in the end, it was kind of like, we did all this shit, and like I feel like I fired like two fucking rounds at <laughs> this other ship, and then they were turning away. Or This game is not like that. Like You are full-on getting in head-to-head with guys and like close range. The, the, the one downside that the Ralph and I were talking about was – you know, Klingons in the game, you would consider them to be aggressive. But based on the weaponry that Starfleet Battles gave them, they actually are more like shoot and then try to run away and reload. Which is strange <laughs> because it's not what you think Klingons yeah, would do. That was really. a war culture. Yeah, yeah so it, it is a funny thing because I always like playing the Klingons, but I was always not. I realized uh, this time I played a, a, we played basically the Enterprise versus a Klingon D7. And uh, it was like I was bullying in trying to get to close combat with him, and it seemed very unclean on it because he's trying to flee. So, but it's good. I think it'll be fun. We'll check it out. That's fun. Is it a, is it a three or four year game? What do you mean? Like, is this, <laughs> are you going to get out of this what you got out of Fed Empire? Oh, no. I mean, the investment's no. much less. I think Fed and Empire's Fed and Empire is a lifestyle game, definitely. Uh, this one's well, we're gonna. I think we're gonna give it six months to a year, 
and we'll see. This, this is just engage, like single engagements, right? Not campaigns. Or can you run a campaign? Well, it's fleet, it's fleets. You could you could fight 20, 25 ships against twenty or twenty five ships in, in this game. Wow. But that would just be one battle. But right. I, so, but it's not a battle. It's going to. I don't. I, there's no. Years. There's no overreaching system. I think that is that I'm aware of that that can control like a campaign or something like that. So. Yeah. But it's fun. It's good. I I did enjoy it. that. The, the my Starfire. I love. Starfire. And that's all that matters. I love Starfire, but I always feel like in the end with Starfire, it's like it's just battle lines just grinding against each other. And this game does not feel that way. I felt like there were, it, it's all 1d6 based. Everything is a 1d6 role. I've never even heard of Starfire. Huh. Is that, who publishes that? Do you even listen to the podcast? You've never heard of Starfire? <laughs> it was the hottest for a minute. All right. I'll send it to you later, Kyle. <laughs> well, it, it used to be Starfleet Battles. It's now out of public. Like, uh, what what's the guy's name? Is it David Drake? Is that the guy that wrote all the stuff for them? David they, Drake, the Hammer Slammers guy. Don't they? He wrote a bunch of. Uh, let me look it up. The author. Let me look it up. I'll be there in a sec. Uh, Starfire. Yeah, they have a ton of like Weber. Weber wrote it. There's a whole series of books written by David Weber, called the Starfire series. It was sci-fi fiction. It's good, uh, and all these, all the all of Starfire is based off his fiction. So when you buy so it's a campaign, based on IP. yeah, they've got they they came out with a third edition rule book back in like maybe maybe when I was eighteen, and they then then they he started writing books, and they came out with scenario books that he wrote. Uh, he probably has like six or seven campaign books, all full of scenarios, based on uh, Terra's wars with different alien races, and, and it was all based on the fact that a starship could be represented by a a single string of, of, of uh, alphanumerics. And you would just check off boxes left to right as things happened. It is weird how much stuff, like as long as I've been gaming, how much yeah. stuff that I've just missed. Dude, you should check it out. Like, you, you, like, like have, it. you know, I like Starfire. I'm a big fan. We got back into it after I bought a bunch of, but Jason, what was it? I think I bought from eBay or something, a, bu- a bunch of yeah. stuff. And the guy yeah. sent me extra shit. Like an extra <laughs> box. And I, was like, I was like, that's it. I'm back in. <laughs> and then we made a vassal module. We pimped out their vassal module. And then they were like, they, they basically got the property through a, an IP uh, lapse where SFB, I think, did not renew their IP. There were some kind of shenanigans where these guys then got the IP just for Starfire and then took it over. And I think our concert that year was the Starfire ship that we got permission to print for like eight months or something. Yeah, Adam, I think his name's Adam. He's a good guy because I saw he was excited to see our vassal module. I'm like, yeah, fuck (laughs) it. Was that that the year of Ancients shirt? That's right. That was. That's all Starfire. That's what that artwork is from. That was the year of Starfire. All right. right, I'm going to go get a drink. You guys figure out what's going next. Sounds good. That's my review. So, uh, Fed Commander, check it out. I mean, you can get it for like. It's probably out there for like 40 bucks. The nice thing is it comes with the book uh, and you've got choices of Klingon border or Romulan border, but it comes with great uh, laminated plastic as like ship displays, which like I said, flips from, so you can fight. Like if you, if you are a guy who wants to say, I want to fly to a, a Klingon frigate against a Federation frigate, there's a squadron scale. And then you just flip the card right over 
and then you've got the fleet scale if you want to fight a much bigger fight. And all you do is get a little marker and you just mark off the boxes. So, and they've got counters. They've got small counters. If you want to, basically, there's uh, cardboard space sheets that come with them that suck. You're not going to use them, but they've got a large scale on one side, small scale on the other side. And then they give you counters, small scale or large scale, depending on what you want to use for the ships. But there's tons of counters in there, too. So there you go, boys. Get the drink. <laughs> are, you a, are you a Star Trek guy? I no, I've, not, I've never been, and I am not at all. I can't stand Star Trek. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so uh, yeah, weird. That, that is that is pretty strange. This, <laughs> is that, that, weird? You would, that you would just that can't stand the IP that are obsessed with the game. I like. I'm I'm cool with I mean, Shatner. I'm cool with Shatner. Weird. Like Captain Kirk is cool. It's not my kind of Star Trek. Dave doesn't like a Utopia. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Truthfully, I always hate the Federation. I can't stand it. <laughs> I always want to play nations of planets. I will, fucking, I always, fucking lefties. I know, I know, that's true. I always want to play the royalists. I admit it. Like I'm a bad person. But <laughs> I, I just do not like the fucking Federation. Southern ardent supporter of the Confederacy. Always the worst. I always play the worst <laughs> sides. I get it. That's so funny. God. What yeah, I just, I just don't get it. And I know you guys love the game, but I just see Star Trek, and I'm like, I'm out. I just it, yeah, it, it switches my brain off too. And so, like, so it, but, but what about just the fact that you have like a ship that can shoot stuff? Yeah, I mean, on paper, there energy. should be no reason that I. But uh, frankly, I'm not big into you know ship battle or fleet battle games anyway. I'm, I I kind of enjoy like flying colors and stuff because I like that period. But it's not. Like, well, not, well, not yeah. topping my list. And what, what's, what's like. weird for me is generally I hate naval and air games. I know it's this is it's so weird. But I me. only like space naval. <laughs> it's the strangest <laughs> thing. Like if if you're in a broadside, but it has to be super crunchy because if it's like some GMT like light if, game, if, you don't you don't want to. If if your battleship doesn't have a spinal mount fusion gun, I'm not interested in playing. <laughs> I, like I guess I'd be interested in it more. If you could name your ships, and each ship had like a you know its own crew, and they all had names. Oh no, and that it, happens. And there was a story. That there was a story too. behind each ship. That, that, that happens. You could track like, the individual you could track the skill of your ships over time. That you know, happens. Like, as your crews get better and all that well, stuff. Starfire has all that. Starfire yeah. has crack crews, elite crews, average green, like uh, raw. Yeah. Do they get better over time through? A they campaign? do, and and they can reduce based on things that happen during fights. And like rock, I think green crews, you don't know how they're going to turn out until like the fight starts. And can you name your, your ship? You can. Your ships. Uh, oh, no. In, in Starfire. They, they develop be, reputations of their own. Starfire, to be clear, Kyle, all the ships are named Starfire. <laughs> and the other thing is not only are your ships cracker elite, also your fighter squadrons are. Nice. So you like can be that's, like, let's kind of give me it, some story hooks. You know? It can be in the Pacific, like in the Pacific War, where as you lose casualties from your fighter pilots, you know your your fighter crews and your your fighter, they start to lose quality. There's a lot of shit there. Starts, uh, Kyle. I'm going to share some stuff with you later after tomorrow. <laughs> Get some literature. Feel you free to read. Feel feel free to read <laughs> it's a, it's a pamphlet. Just, just read through it. No pressure, but yeah, here's no, this pamphlet. Feel free to read. Don't it. need to make a decision today. No, just 
Because <laughs> I, I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love all that stuff about Starfire. I love Starfire for like fleet type stuff. But man, the problem is once the fighting actually starts, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, that's a, like that's now a bummer. We just, I'm going to fire 42 missiles against you. Like, it's just like it's too much. Whereas this game is not like that. This game feels like you're racing ships around. So we're going to see. It's an experiment. No one needs to run out and buy anything. We're not saying that. Everyone's going to run out and buy this. Yeah, we don't need to run and out that's and buy fine. That's fine. And, uh, yeah, the, go spend money. The guild, the guild is not based on rational <laughs> decisions. I know. I know. We, the we guild make no money for reasons. That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we make no money. Like We need to make <laughs> games and then just talk about those games. But we haven't figured out how to do that. I'll work out some publisher deals. I don't know. I had high hopes for Jason, but I was just going to be the hype man. Jason was going to be the, the the idea guy. But I, I have like one idea every six years. <laughs> it's perfect for architecture. <laughs> He's like, I thought of another building. We're almost done with this building. I've got an idea. Let's go build another one. <laughs> now that we're almost done. <laughs> All right, so Cal, do you have a do you have a game you want to review? Well, I was supposed to review the most fearful sacrifice, the Gettysburg game. It's been set up on my table for a month. You aren't at the sure. moment. You aren't going to review Musket and Pike Dual Pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, have you you've, have you flipped through it? Like the I have. counters and the maps. Yeah, the maps are made. The maps are made out of like this. I don't know, like is or was it the? It's not Julius Caesar, right? It's the the dual pack. That has these like weird. I don't know. They're, they're, the maps are a different material than what GMT has used before. Like oh, it's, I, I it feels super I deluxe. Did, I didn't notice it, but I, as long as they don't flake the color off, I'm fine <laughs> at this point. No, they're they're almost like it feels like the you know like the canvas, not neoprene, but you know like that that non well, good. hard to tear kind of material. It's really weird. It's I, I, I read was, I read through both books for, and it's basically like the battles for the Swedes after Gustavus Adolphus dies. And the yep. Civil War, and man, they got a lot of great battles in there. Uh, it's just, a great system. Yeah, and reading through them, it's just it seems like they they upgraded. They really went through and tried to make sure that the most recent sources were accurate as far as you know what they were doing back then because it was an early game for this. These were early games for the system, um, but man, yep. it looks fun. I'll, when I look at the battles, I'm yeah. like, this is these are battles you will want to fucking fight with this game system. Yep. And it's usually when, like, Dr. Bruce and I play, that's one of the more frequent systems where we play. We'll play games, get together on a weeknight or whatever, and, and play at least, you know, a good portion of one of those battles. I mean, you can, it plays pretty quick, too. So Yeah, I mean, the problem was, though, for those of us like myself who got in kind of late on the series, and late on the series, fuck, I started doing this in about 2013, but I was stuck with Saints in Armor, Nothing Game But Glory, which weren't, like, the main battles that we're expecting for this type of period. You know, I yeah. love the, I love the Danes, but I don't need to see like every single fight they ever had between them and the Swedes or whatever. It's but just like nothing gained but glory was yeah, kind of like the odd man out from the system because it was the Scanian War. Like right. what? I know, it, <laughs> what the it, fuck it was, is that? It was something, right? But this one is getting you right back into where, like, after Adolphus dies, you know, the Swedes have some major fights uh, with the with the Catholics, and it, they're they're good battles i mean they're not boring they're like some of the 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 
musket and pike battles were like, hey, can you catch the wagon train? Like, we're going to fight them. And like, it was dumb. Like, these ones are not like that. And the English Civil War ones from Accursed Civil War are legit, full-on battles that are fun. So, Yeah, it's, it's a great system because you when you commit your charges or whatever, it's your cavalry ends up disordered. So, like, you have one good charge, and then you're going to spend what feels like an eternity getting everybody back into shape again. While your oh, opponent right. at the other end of the battlefield punches you in the face because it's a that era of combat was where you loaded your right the right side of your line was right. where you put all your your strongest a, guys position of commanders. honor position yeah. of honor and the left was the scrub and so you, what does that end up with this swinging battle that well, where each, the, each side's the, right side especially punches in the through. ECW where you saw like like all, a tremendous lack of control like with the royalists and just where they would they would win and then be done like rupert would yeah, destroy your cavalry flight could potentially just have all your guys riding off the field yeah, rupert, chasing down rupert, it would happen all the time he would destroy the entire parliament flank and then just be gone for the rest of the battle <laughs> so just and, like, and if he wasn't and the, so the system replicates if he wasn't gone if he doesn't just leave from a you know from a cavalry flight die roll then all the guys are just milling around like you're trying to get them back into some semblance of a of order that can actually reform and charge somebody again. Yeah. So until, until then they're just useless. So it's good to see like GMT put out a, uh, this pack and it's really cool for them to do as a dual pack. They didn't have to do that. They could have sold it as two separate games for twice the money probably. And, uh, but just really getting back into some major and with the Swedes, the other thing is the art, right? The art changed. So they went Mm -hmm. from the old art where they had guys with like a little like spear or like the, it was the classic it was the classic like single guy on the counter it was like spq you know like great battles right. of history counters and, and they went now to like more of the old woodcuts they used to have of these battles where you see the little phalanxes and the guys massive pike up. formations yeah so it's kind of cool so although some people were just oh ralph hates it the, the artwork they're just no, Ralph. They is, absolutely, uh, Ralph refused. Is, Ralph is beside himself. <laughs> and was was he involved in? He wasn't involved in that. He's just I don't in think the so. Iron stuff. Yeah, this is okay. Ben Hull, right? Ben Hull, isn't yeah. That does all yeah. But but I don't know if he was the one that did the, the like the was involved in the redo or not. I know he's the original designer, so. but I don't know if he was the developer for the this reprinting. No, I don't. I, I would guess not, um, based on what I've heard from ralph <laughs> but uh yeah i think it looks great and i think it's a great job that they did it too. that's a big pack like because i kind of got it and i did the thing where I, you're up there with your wife hanging out she's watching real horse wives or whatever and you're like going through the thing and i was like fuck man these battles are good uh and you know the swedes have like the so you have the the whole ecw thing and then on the swede side you have the whole thing where they have the like the guns, the regimental guns and all that stuff. It's just a lot of shit. It's really good. Yeah. The first ones I played in the system were from Sweden fights on. Cause yeah. I think that might've been the first game that I got in the series at the time. And this was yeah years ago. I yeah, never the, even got the, I never the, even got the English civil war one. Cause it was just too hard to find and too expensive. And, and they're big blazers. It's not like all like Swedes are the superstars. We're going to kill everyone. It's like, sometimes they get their guys in bad shape. Sometimes it's yeah. bad positions. Well, it's Post Gustav, that's right. Adolphus. And so that's good. It's, yeah. It's, it's, are they still, are they still the power of. Right. So it's strong stuff. It was really good. I, I really thought it was a great product. So I was very happy that I ordered it and it finally came through. 
Yeah, I got to punch and clip my copy. I gave Bruce my old copy of uh, Sweden Fight Song. That's it's funny. Every time something gets reprinted, of course I've ordered it. So I just bring boxes of games over to his house. Of, <laughs> like, hey, here's some more worthless game, games that were previously, you know, just two two weeks ago. So do you do hundreds of dollars and so, now are worthless? So Kyle, you Kyle, do you do you do auto orders with them? Uh, I don't do I mean, any auto orders. You know how they no, have the auto orders? Yeah, no, I've never done that. I just I'll, I'll just when, I whenever I'll read the click them, click yeah. them. Right. Do the do the P five hundred list, and right. I, usually when I get their their up the monthly update or whatever that says here's the new P five hundred games, you know, I'll see if something catches my fancy, I'll add it to my to my list, which you know of course leads to like two years later. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh no, or the or the famous double order that I did last year. <laughs> this only happened to me once. Classic. Somehow I ended up with two mounted mat boards for um, I like one of the Simonich World War Two games, like Holland. No. Normandy 44, I oh, think I ended up, with two, yeah. ended up with two mounted map boards for it somehow. That's, that's you know, regretful. Fuck. All right, Kyle, do you have a specific game you want to pimp? Yeah, well, like I said, it was going to be Most Fearful Sacrifice, but I didn't play it enough to really pimp it. Mm-hmm. But I could talk about, because I've been reading about the Zulu War lately. Nice. was how I knew that last, that last bonus question. Uh-huh. I like it. Coming out of nowhere. I do you know how uh, many do you know how many twenty eight millimeter painted Zulus I threw away before I moved here? <laughs> I'd only known that you're interested. I was like, I'm never gonna play with these guys. Fuck this. I, I may never play with the ones that I have, so we'll we'll have to see. But I did play um I have the Worthington Games Victoria Cross. Okay. Specifically Victoria Cross two, like the deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago they reprinted and obviously they did the original Victoria Cross and they reissued it as Victoria Cross 2 in like, I don't know, 2010 or 2011 or something. And then maybe four years ago, reprinted it as Victoria Cross 2, like in a deluxe edition. And Worthington Games, like everything that they do now is basically mounted map boards and pre-rounded counters and, you know, that kind of production quality. So it's pretty nice. So I picked it up, even though I had the old version of the game, I picked up the new one because it looked so nice. And I'm a big fan of just playing the Zulu War battles of Rook's Drift. And, and, and is, is that just because they have a company that makes it for them, like like Blue Panther or somebody? Or no, I mean, no. These are this they publish themselves. Like they've released within the last I don't know five or six years. Like they stepped up their production into these kind of fancy boxes and mounted boards. And so I don't know what, you know, I don't know if they came into some money or I know they kickstart a lot of their titles. So what's, what's the name of the game? It is uh, Victoria Cross 2. Victoria Cross 2. And it's not the Blue Panther, like, chipboard. It's, these are like no. legit counters. Yeah, it's this like is, GM, this GMT is like. style round of counters. Right. It's like the, the super thick card stack with, the, and it's got, you know, plastic inserts and stuff. Like, it's just a. Like they've stepped up their production game compared to, especially to what they used to produce, which was much more of a kind of like early MMP, you know, flimsy boxes and right. flimsy counter un- unrounded corners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, shit artwork and yeah, like they've the Victoria Cross production is pretty nice, but and so they kickstart their stuff, but they really just use it as a like a a pre order 
system. Like I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they need to fund to actually produce the games that they're doing. Because if you if you get if you get it from their Kickstarter, you can you're usually paying close to retail. And if you just wait and get it from Miniature Market or someplace like that, you know you'll get the typical forty percent off. So it doesn't make sense to kickstart their stuff, but they still do it anyway. Oh, it looks good. I like it. I'm looking at so, the zones. It's got all the zones and stuff in there. Yeah, and, and so the, there's two battles in it. It's it's a double sided board. One side has Rook's Drift, and the other side has a Sandawana. And there are different scales, and the, so the minis they have are different. They've they've got like the ones for Rook's Drift have a red stripe on them, and then the ones for Sandawana have a blue stripe. So you can keep your minis all separate, and then it uses the same. The Zulus have the big long counters, like uh, not the square, but kind of. Maybe even more than a double square, not quite a triple square, but they're basically extra long counters to you know represent a horde of zoos. And and there's a little shield marker. What's that like? They can throw down their shields, or is, does that protect them somewhat? No. Uh, what's what's the shield marker I'm that you're looking like at? Like Zulu guys, and there's a red square, and there's a look of their shield, their their horse oxide shield that they would hold up on the counters not for like, the Zulus. On the counters. Yep. It's Zulus on the left side and the the horse side shield on the right side. Not sure what that is. I, I don't know. The Zulu counters that I'm looking at have just masses of Zulus on them and then oh, a maybe, number oh, no, that shows like, their strength. It looks point. like they did away with that. It might be a different <laughs> are, formation. Yeah, maybe? are you looking Victoria Cross two, the deluxe edition, is that what you're looking at? Maybe because it should be you should see like a mounted board and big thick counters. It, uh, maybe they just did away with that. Big square box. Because it is a very light, it's a very light game. And there it looks it's like basically, the old, it looks like the old counters were more rectangular. Now it looks like they're square for Zulus. God, it looks, pretty, will, it looks pretty sweet though, dude. The, the new ones are rectangular too for the Zulus. So, because mm-hmm. the British have square counters and the Zulus have rectangular. And they're all there, all that's on there will be just a, a strength point number. So, like for Rook's Drift, all the British soldiers have a two for strength points. Well, you know, there's been a lot of research uh, recently about th- this battle. So, I'm sure there's been a lot of changes in how this fight actually turned out. It is. Um, I'm being sarcastic. There's been no yeah. change. It's the same. <laughs> and, and this this is almost a buckets of dice. The interesting thing is they they probably realizing that some people wanted like more of a traditional CRT. There's actually a, a there's a, a sort of a buckets of dice CRT, which is uh, however many British guys you have, how many strength points of British guys you have in a zone. When it fires, you just roll that many dice. Well, I'm looking the guy, strength points. there's a guy here who did an entire miniatures version of the game. <laughs> it, I think this is pretty, it's pretty easy to translate into like just to, just to have minis represent the counters. Yeah, you set up there. zones basically, right? So yeah. And so, but if you don't want to do the buckets of dice where you're just rolling dice per one die per strength point of either Zulus or British, depending, there's actually a CRT that says if it's, you know, one to eight strength points of British soldiers, you know, and you roll this on a D6, it right. does this many damage points to the, like to the Zulu. You know, so if you want to do that, you can. So that was interesting that they provided... Like here's a you know quote unquote crunchy CRT for this, when in reality it's just a lot easier just to chuck a bunch of dice into the dice tower. Now is it is it fun to play the Zulu player, or is it more of a solo there, game? It, it it does play very easily solo. 
And they actually I don't have know. a bot. I can imagine because that's yeah. what I would imagine it would be. <laughs> they have a well, it, and they even say in the rule book like if you you can play solo just by playing either side to the best of your ability. You know how most of us play solo, or you can use the bot system that they came up with, with for, which is basically like uh, die rolls determine what zones the Zulus will move into. Like, will they? So for Rourke's Drift, it can basically have the the Zulus kind of circle around the the mission and then sort of run inward towards any particular portion of the British line, like depending on the die roll that you roll. Mm-hmm. But but basically with a Zulu player, you're trying to avoid any chance that the British have to hit you with volley fire, which they can't really do until you've breached into the, the outer perimeter of the mission. Okay. Or you're trying to keep them just from maximizing their fire on you at any point. Like, you don't want the British to move around and put... They can stack up to eight points into a particular zone at a time, and so you don't want them to maximize that. So you want to keep hitting them so they have to keep their guys all spread out. Right. So there is a strategy for the Zulus. I mean, it's not it's not just to you know, mass up your hordes and run at them. Like, you do have to... Because you'll start to lose victory points as the Zulu if you let the British kill too many of your guys in one turn. Yeah, I so mean, the idea is that this is we're talking more Rourke's drift. Or are we talking? Yeah, th- I'm talking about Rourke's drift specifically here. There are different strategies for Sunawana because the idea was that Rourke's drift. These were troops that had, had missed out on the fight at Isalona, yeah. and so you, they were got, kind of like they're kind of hovering around. And like Rourke's drift is considered a great victory, but it wasn't really like necessarily an objective of the Zulus at the time. No, there's more guys who were like, "Well, here's some extra shit we can clean up." Yeah, it was it was guys from the the Battle of Sanawana, Zulus from the Battle of Sanawana that had missed that. And they, you know, they were mad, victory. and they wanted right. to basically get some points. They're like, well, hey, we can go wipe out this tiny little garrison. Or well, nice. And then and then the British at, at Works Drift, like the British have to manage the hospital, so you have these wounded guys in the hospital, and they can't move by themselves. And if the if the Zulus get into the hospital and into those zones where those wounded counters are mm-hmm. they get victory points for that nice so as the british you have to send some guys into the hospital to drag out the wounded guys otherwise the zulu will get a lot can eat up a lot of victory points so, yeah, from so that looting basically right so, so there's like a and, and you know just killing your wounded guys like oh you just left your wounded guys there to die so <laughs> that's you know that's not good right so so you have to manage that as the british too so you have to 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 spend resources to send guys into the hospital and drag these counters out to keep the Zulus. But you can't do that until the Zulus actually try and breach the hospital. So it's not like you mm. say, oh, I'm just going to move them out. You oh, know, so, start uh, the game. so as long as the hospital's secure, you're fine. Yeah. like, like you, it, Otherwise, you just move them all to the middle, you know, to the, the last stand zone before, the, you know, right at the start of the game. But you can't, do, you can't do anything with them until the Zulus actually try and get into the hospital. And that may happen later because it gets kind of randomized on where the Zulu will come on to the map around the mission. So, um, so they, they could come at the hospital very early on, or it could be, you know, a number of turns until they're there. And then you get into the night turns and there's rules for the night turns, um, and dealing with that. And there's rules around like the Zulus set the hospital on fire. And so then the hospital burns for a certain number of turns and you have to get the guys out in time or the the hospital burns down around them and kills people. So (laughs) there's, there's different, you know strategies involved it, there. it sounds very particular to the actual battle yeah yeah it's it just, like, just like as, give... a, as a zulu player um like just from a fair perspective what are your options as far as your strategy as a zulu player to, to take out works drift 
uh, well, like I said before, like you have to uh, keep the British from maximizing their fire on you. So try and come in from different angles. Like, oh, get his, get him to move a bunch of guys over here. Well, he shoots all the Zulus in that square, but now you've got you know eight ninety more points of Zulus coming in over on this end where he's moved all his guys away from. So is so, it is it winnable as the Zulus? Yes. Have you won as the Zulus? No. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've played it three times, so you know I don't have a lot of. You just you just couldn't bear to win it as the Zulus. Is that the problem? <laughs> like you knew what the result would be. <laughs> It is, and I played. I played a Sandalwana once. That one's a little bit different. And there, like, if you do there, I won as the Zulus at a Sandalwana. And I played the historical setup there, and so the historical setup has the British very stretched out, which is, you know, it's why they lost uh, at a Sandalwana because there they didn't maximize their fire either. I mean, they had, you know, multiple yards between each guy, and that's just not going to cut it when you've got you know four thousand guys running at you. Right. <laughs> so, right. So, so there. If you do the historical setup, I think it's very hard to win as the British at Asandawana, because there it's it's kind of the same deal where the Zulus come on at one point, and as the game as they get further in, certain more zones around the flanks of the British will start to become available for the Zulus to enter the map on, on certain turns. Mm-hmm. So, like if the British, if you if you're like. Oh hey, we're just gunning him down, and this is this is a breeze. Like early on in the battle, all of a sudden, oh wait, crap! There's, you know, forty points of Zulus that are coming in, like well behind me now. Yeah, they're ra- they're are, wrapping around you, right? Yeah, like my guys are now way out of position. So, like as the British, you have to constantly be monitoring your position, and you have this artillery with the British that's worth six fire points, but and it starts kind of out. If you do the again, if you do the historical setup, it starts out away from the main British camp, and you're like, wow, this can really cut through lines of Zulu, but every time you move it, then it has to spend a turn where it can't fire. And so you, you have this effective firepower, but you have to kind of find a position for it and sort of keep it there for it to be any good. Cause if you keep trying to move it, it's never going to get to fire. Well, these games are always interesting because it's always the question where if it's a puzzle game, right? Like, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, we get it. If you had just done this, they're, they're basically they're going to say, yeah, if you did the same things that the British did, uh, San Luana, yeah, you're going to die. Um, yeah. So what do I need to do differently? Uh, yeah. What did the designer figure out that I needed to do differently <laughs> to survive? Otherwise, the game will be like, we died at a San Luana, right? There has to be some chance for the Brits to win. Otherwise, no one wants the game. Yeah. And and there and you can do, if you do the historical setup, uh, like I said, it makes it harder to win, obviously, because the British were just not in a good position right. when the battle started. So... I think you can win as the British doing so, the historical so setup. They, they gave you the "you're not a moron" option where you can <laughs> yeah. position your guys, not down right. in they, washes they said, where they don't have line of fire or where they're lined, you so know. spread out into tiny groups. I know. And, I've, you know I've, like I've, I've read a little bit about it. I'm, I'm yeah. a little familiar. Cavalry's all dispersed, and That's your right. artillery's way out in the front of the line. Like, right. yeah, like there, there's the idiot setup. You know, can you win with the idiot setup? Like that's the challenge, or can I mean, you, you know, I mean, set the, it up like a normal person, like a normal strategic? The guy famous, would set the up. famous excuses. Oh, the ammo guy, the quartermaster trying to break out the ammo. Yeah, that's something, but it was also just a matter of deployment and going too yeah. far, pushing too far. They had a lot of warning signs of where the Zulus were that they and ignored. Like any, anyone who's read about the actual campaign 
knows that there were plenty of warning signs of the British, that the Zulus yeah. were on their way. The Zulus were not a small army. It was not hard to detect them. Right. Circle your wagons, and they really can't do anything to you. Like, the yeah. Boers already knew how to do that. And the British were like, no, we don't need to do that. Right. And scouts <laughs> yeah. had gone out to different areas, and they were probing way too far for where they had actually established control. Uh, yeah. So. And, and didn't, yeah, didn't realize where the Zulus were thought they were in one place which was kind of by design i mean the zulus had the zulus were good they were good yeah at what they, they, did. they had baited they had baited durnford out he, he took a detachment out the morning of That's the battle right. of santawana yep. and because he thought oh i'll find the zulus and we'll chase them down and have a romp you know Right, and that's what the Zulus wanted because then the camp was lightly defended, it's, poorly it's, organized. It's very uh, this all. It's all like Little Bighorn. All these fights have a lot of like deception, uh, movement, disguising where their troops were. Uh, they weren't idiots. So yeah, and there's stuff with Asandawana. You can use the dongas, like the dry creek beds. You can use that to move Zulu troops up so that they're basically within like one zone of the camp, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot the British can do about it. They don't get access to that until later turns. And then there's encouragements, too, for the British to tighten up their line because with the ammo rules, basically you have a greater chance of your troops running out of ammo the further you are away zone-wise from the camp. So so there's encouragements there to, like, not leave. Like, because you'll just, you know, blow away the Zulus standing out there in your groups, and, you know, you think everything's going fine. And then, yeah, they'll they'll be around you, and then you realize, oh, now I'm out of ammo, and I'm too far away from the camp, and now there's Zulus between me and the camp. Like, yeah, you just can't dither on anything with the British. You have to have a very swift plan of action in mind in order to salvage the situation. Yeah, that sounds legit. Sounds like this game's legit. Yeah, another nice thing about the each of the zones on the map, this is true for both the Asanawana and the Rookstrift side, is that they each zone lists every zone that zone can see into for line mm-hmm. of sight. Oh, so you don't nice. have to try and guess like, okay, oh, this is three, nice. three zones away. Can I actually see it from this zone? Like, like is like there blocking? This... Is this blocking or? It, yeah. Kind of, it's, it's kind of that, yeah, that mechanism where it just lists everything that you can see from that's... where you're at. And the, the only thing that would block it would be troops in your way. And that's pretty easy to spot. Wow. You, it, yeah. You don't have to try and figure out like, can I see from this zone? Oh my Lord. You know, three zones away. No, it just tells you right in the zone what you can see. Can we not have tiny little numbers and hexes that tell us the same thing? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would solve yeah. so many arguments. Oh yeah, it, it's, what a great it, idea! Yeah. If they could do that, you know, and and have it be at all legible, because <laughs> imagine yeah, trying to do every hex that this hex could see. No, there's so, no way. So, so or Kyle, at least what it cannot. Kyle, see. The, the important question is: Is this game available currently? I think so. I mean, it's, I bought mine, I bought mine commercially. So it wasn't one of those that was like out of print, you know, two months after it released, Mm -hmm. but it may not be now. You'd have to look on the the Worthington website. Yeah. Jason, you ask him a couple questions while I go look that up. Well, I'm looking at it. I'm looking for it. It's not, I don't see it on miniature market. Um, Because like I said, it, it was probably four years ago that this deluxe version came out. So what the fuck, Kyle? Like now we find out about it, <laughs> but this is this is not a surprise to war gamers. I know, but like I mean, for me, this is a period of like because my family was in South Africa, Rhodesia, to, to be in the fair, early seventies. So I'm always so, the whole African theater has always been very interesting to me. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, the movie Zulu is you know what most people think of when they think of the Zulu war. But I've been reading about the 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 war itself more now, just to learn like there was obviously more that 
more battles than, than oh, yeah. uh, work strips in a Sanawana. So learning about those has been like what I want to focus on. So, but, it, but it's fun. It's fun to war game them. And I like, like I said, it's a gorgeous package that Worthington did. So it, it's to be fair, if I'd reviewed a most fearful sacrifice, which just came out like six months ago, that's also not available. To right. Anywhere, right. So. <laughs> yeah. And as simple as the art is, it's very attractive. Like the, the map is basically just Brown with some lines on it and some, yeah, but it's got like it's like that historically drawn kind of yeah, look to it. That it looks has... really good. Well, I just like the idea that I like it, the idea that his guys can get too far out to get supplied by ammo, and the, right. the Zulus right. can move down the creek because for a and... siege or or this kind Jeez. of surrounded battle, that's really what you want is without being too cumbersome. We need some supply lines. And... Well, we're fucked. It looks like it's not available. Uh, not even on Worthington's website. No, no oh, shit. Good job. Oh, sorry. Good job, dickhead. And the like the the box is super nice. It's one of those that has art. Oh, on the shut ins- up! No, you're gonna keep it's, going on. It's got art on the inside of the box cover, like Fucking... the box top. And it's the classic the paintings of the Zulu War, like on the inside of the box. Yeah. Listen, rest- <laughs> are you are you coming to ACCon? Yeah. Can we play this? Yeah, I can bring it. Do you want to play it in one evening? Oh yeah, you can play it in like probably in two hours. That's not what I asked. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> ask, do you want to play with me one evening? Yeah. Okay. Rescue Scooter has one for trade. Rescue Scooter. Hit, hit Dave really? up. Yeah. I'll beat you. Sure, make sure it's the deluxe edition. You don't want the like the flimsy boxed old like, oh, it's probably, edition. It's, it's probably not the deluxe. <laughs> Actually, oh. I do have that too. <laughs> somebody wants somebody wants my old crappy copy. Stop talking. You're talking too much already about it. <laughs> All right. I think it looks really good. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's light, good. so that's that's the nice thing about it. Like it, it's it, it, there's enough strategy there that it's you know you get some some good war gaminess out of it, but it's yeah. also you're, you're also just chucking a lot of dice. So speaking of light, and I don't think we've done this in a minute. What do you give it? Beers rating? Oh man, uh, like six or seven beers. I mean, you can be pretty toasty and probably have no problem. Playing this game, yeah. So, and, and what like, do you rate it? Like the die rolling. What are you talking? Like a D six, two D six? It's no, buckets. Buck, buckets of D six. Oh, tons of. D6. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like you could have forty. You could have forty strength points of Zulus in a zone. Like it works. Rolling forty dice, man. Nice. Like that's. I think it's yeah. interesting. Did they do any other uh, battles for the period? I mean, the Zulu wars were there were significant yeah. battles with Zulus. And, I did like I did some videos on Zulu games because I've got a bunch of them, and they're almost all of like a Sandawana or Works Drift. I don't. I think there's one. Are these the only ones they have? Because there were quite a few. There are. um, I mean, this is the only one Worthington does. The the, like, there's an old Command Magazine game called They Fought Like Lions, which I think is like operational Zulu War. Mm -hmm. I have not actually played it yet. I do have it somewhere, but. I think that's operational Zulu. Because I want to say there's know. one with there's a battle too with Buller who's out there fighting them too. Because uh, there were different branches of the army that went into the Zulu territory. Yeah, because that, that was what Redvers Buller, right? Yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. He was he was 
involved in the battle because there was a siege at some point. Yeah, there, there was were, there were some big fights, right? So, right. The, at some point, the British were surrounded and had to hold out for reinforcements from you know like a Zulu army. So yeah, there was other stuff. Maybe this is just but, the popular ones, so they're going to right. These are the ones that everybody knows from you know Zulu Dawn and Zulu. Like there was these are the ones that had movies made about them. So yeah, these are low hanging fruit, not like us. Us. We're, we're deep cuts. We're more complex warriors. <laughs> We want all the, you know, we want to explore. But all I, the I really aspects. do like it. I think it looks cool. So I'm a big fan. I think it's a great review. Cool. Oh, what do you get? What do you rate it? Oh, uh. And, and real quick, Kyle, what, what do the leaders do? So, like, you have units that can fire. Do they give them, like, bonuses? Can activate they, they guys them, again? I think the only, they count as an extra strength point. So, which is good for the British, especially. Right. right. Um, but they, they also help them move extra space. So otherwise, units can just move one space during the movement phase. But if they have a leader with them, they can move two. Okay, so that, so they that have really to, helps the they, Zulu. They have to be in their hex. Yes. They have to start in their hex. So that really helps the Zulu to move, and, and to, the, to close with the enemy. Do the Zulus, are they organized based on their family groups? Nope. It's just a mob of Zulus. They have leaders, but the leaders aren't differentiated. You know, like at Rook's Drift, you've got so, like a counter for Brom so and a counter for so, Chard. So they don't really organize them based on their actual like no. birth groups or anything like nope. that? Nope. It's all, yeah, the, and like the unmarried versus the right, married MPs right, and all that. Right. Like, n- there's none of that. It's just j- just a giant horde of Zulus. Okay, cool. Very cool. So yeah, ratings-wise, I mean... Low, like a one. Don't buy it. It's a don't it's, buy it. It's a no, I mean, no, you don't want to buy it. This is like, hard pass. Yeah, Send right. Dave your copy because it's, it's trash. My only, my Sounds only like complaint. it's unplayable. I'm guessing it's unplayable. <laughs> yeah, it, the rules were just tough to just yeah decipher. Lots of jargon. Now, that my only complaint, and it comes with two copies of the rules, which is always... Oh, now, now, now wow. The, the, now, the translation yeah. part, was that partly because it was like an area game or maybe miniatures being converted over to... Did you feel like there, were, there was some kind of conversion there? No, I mean, no, I think it was designed this way. It wasn't like they were thinking that... It was board yeah, game it was, along. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a, hey, let's turn it into minis, you know, like do minis into this. But, but well, I mean... Like you said, I think you could very easily recreate the whole board game with with minis, especially for Rook's Drift because there's so few right. counters, right? So, but so I think it would be easy to do. But I don't feel like it was translated into something. My my only beef about the rules they provided two copies of the rulebook, which is nice, but the rules have are split between the Asandawana and um, Rook's Drift rules, but not like here's a section on Asandawana and here's the section on Rook's Drift. No, they intersperse it throughout each. Yeah, sub portion, right. and so like the the Rook's Drift stuff is in red boxes, and the Asanawana is in brown boxes, and the stuff that applies to both is you know has no box around it, right? Which is it's kind of like just a it's difficult to parse. Like I don't know why if you were going to print two rule books, why wouldn't you just print a Rook's Drift rule book and an Asanawana rule book? Like it would make it a lot easier just to read straight through for each battle you're fighting, sure. and not have to like jump from thing to thing. So that's my only beef really with it. So it's probably like a solid eight or nine out of ten in terms of rating. Nice, nice, yeah. solid. All right, Jason, what do you got? Um, I have Fire on the Mountain. ACW. Is, yeah, a little ACW. This is the new Legion Civil War South Mountain game. 
Um, Dave, do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, I guess the good news is they didn't trap the Confederate Army at Antietam. Okay. So, I, on that note, I guess the good news is the game is super fun. It also buckets of dice. Um, kind of, I would put it in like really? the... Y- yes, yeah. It's well, like, this, it's, this is Paniski, right? John Paniski? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. John Paninsky from... And what's the name? Uh, Fire on the Mountain? Fire, Fire on the Mountain, yeah. It's the Battle of South Mountain. Oh uh, new from Legion. Yeah, like most combats, you're rolling like six to ten dice. Um, yeah, on especially on the attacker side. So kind of beer and pretzels, very light. Um, bad news is, if I were to sum the game up in a word, I thought bad be... news was last Rick Barber map ever made. <laughs> that is also that is also <laughs> bad news. That is bad news. Um, okay, if wait, I had you to don't s- like Rick Barber maps? No, bad news. I'm saying that's bad, bad news. news. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. The the map on this game is gorgeous. It was started by Rick from my understanding, and then finished by somebody else. Um, But it still looks really good. It's just a little bit more, I think it's a little more digital than than his. Like you can tell it was kind of, you know, know, had to piece some stuff together. He started started also getting more towards that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, most fearful sacrifice to get his two-map mounted Rick Barber map. Wow. Just just FYI. That's a big selling point. Another game you can't get. You could yes. still get fire on the mountain, which is which is good. Um, if if I were to sum the game up in a word, it's inelegant. Um, it's there's a f- it's super fun. It's very fun to play, but the components that come in the box aren't great for letting you play the game. It's a little bit better on Vassal. Um, the pain about the Vassal is none of the charts are there, which. I understand why they do, but it makes it a little bit of a pain to actually play it. What what system is this? I, I'm looking it's, at the counters, and I'm like, I've never seen the infantry this way. Virgin yeah, system. It's it's its own it's its own thing, um, and it's basically the number you see on the counter is the amount of dice you're going to roll. Okay. Um, so it's really, I think the game is really kind of meant to focus on like maneuver because the your 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 troops all come on in column. It's a super tight, very mountainous map. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's South, South mountain. Right. So it's like, how do you get your troops as close as possible in column before they disperse into line? Um, there's, there's, you know, constraints around what you can do and how you defend and how you attack it in each of those formations. There's a lot of cav on the map, especially early on. They um, they're actually better attacking dismounted, um, which again, like some of it makes sense, but like, is it is it super historical? But so well, for calf, maybe, yeah. Depends. So I mean. so my 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 biggest problem is it's these wide counters, right? It's the double wide counters, and the number on the counter is just the strength point. That's all that's on the counter. Right. So I don't understand why there's a double white counter. The facing does matter. So you're facing hex um, vertexes. It's, and it's up, right? Like to the top? Yeah. Okay. Um, facing is a hot topic in the guild right now. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, the six strength counter 
will have three counters for it because on the backside of six is five and then four and then three and then two. And Oh one. yeah. I'm seeing that with Phelps on it's three five, counters. Three, Got it. Yeah. So, so there's that, replacements, there's replacements, which I would rather have like a GCACW with give me a counter and give me a strength counter for right. it rather than this kind of messing with stuff in and off of the it's and it comes with like a setup chart but it's not a setup chart it's just kind of letting you layer your, your units out um that i think for me is the biggest gripe it's it, it just doesn't play very well on the now, table now some numbers i notice are red white is there is there significance um the red counters on the units are sharpshooters so, um, so when you go into battle, oh, I see them. The, yep, they got yeah. them. Yep. So the um, the the sequence of play is very straightforward. You you basically uh, you get your rally phase. So if your units are routed or or you know super, um, they've they've taken a lot of hits. They can try to try to rally some hits back or try to unroute themselves. Then you'll move. Movement is is super fun because there's a lot of, I think choices to make, especially. So I guess, let me back up a little bit when it starts, there's some cab units kind of on the Southwest of the map. And then the Confederates are in the two gaps, Turner's gap and whatever the other one is. So they're kind of holding their place. The unit's going to come up. So early on, the unit is, or the the union is kind of pouring onto the map. They have some interesting choices very early on to how to get their, especially their cav, into the battle as quickly as possible and kind of tie the Confederates down. The Confederates don't get troops until like halfway through the or reinforcements until about halfway into the game. Um, so they're really just early on, just trying to hold tough. The union is trying to maneuver around. So movement super fun. When it comes to combat, the combat is just you roll um, with your artillery. You'll choose to either suppress the enemy artillery, or you can do do hits against their their cav or infantry. Um, you'll you'll roll the the strength of your artillery based on what you're fighting. The defender then gets to fire all of their stuff against you. Same thing. Artillery can choose to fight against artillery or against the the cav or infantry. the The defender is just basically typically rolling however many strength points they have against your your infantry, and then your infantry and cav will go together and just roll up to ten dice. So you can bring as much strength as you want in, and then you're rolling ten dice. Typically, um, the the there's no CRT. It's just sixes hit. Um, the, the terrain effects are basically, it'll, it'll counteract some strength points. Um, if you're firing into woods, the defender gets to reroll hits. Um, so there's, there's some stuff there. It's, it's again, super light beer, beer and pretzels. Um, and then the other player goes like, it's, it's very straightforward, very straightforward. Um, again, kind of going, so that. That stuff is all great. Like it's, it's, I could, I could see taking this, especially to like Donkey Kong and playing it in the evening. Right. It'll play in probably two and a half, three and a half hours. You know, you have a couple beers, roll some dice. Um, 
but that fiddliness of of pulling chits on and off and 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 the flipping just doesn't it it really irked me and even just little shit like the terrain effects is only on the map there's no terrain effects chart like player aid and even what's on the map doesn't list the combat effects so you're constantly in the rules and the rules themselves aren't great um so if you go on board game geek for it there's a lot of questions about the rules there's a lot of people playing the game which is great um and john to his credit does his best to answer and, and does so pretty quickly also he responds a lot with like well that sounds like a great house rule or play it how you want to and you know for gamers that's not a great answer <laughs> we want to we want to definite like this is what the expectation was his, his rule let's just say there's been his games have a lot of questions about the rules yeah <laughs> hearts and minds right going back to hearts and minds that's the same kind of thing where Lincoln's lots War of rules was Link, another Link one that just had yeah. yeah like a shambles of a rule so i i don't know i've heard some it's pretty rulings. for a game that sounds this light <laughs> to have rules problems yeah there's but it's and they're just not organized super well. So like the way that the combat is worded, um, combat is referred to in a couple different ways. And he kind of at one point says like, yeah, combat and assault is basically the same thing. So if you see either, it's like, let's just use one word instead of having to define it. Um, And the way that it's written is that there's kind of a, an overview and then a sequence and then how to actually do it. And it, they're kind of separated in a way that doesn't make like as a reference, it doesn't work super well. Um, I've heard some rumblings that they're of course reworking on the rule book. Um, I, I, I think that would help. I think that the game would benefit from, because it's just, I go, you go, you know, I move all my stuff, then you move all your stuff. And and it leaves it a little bit stale playing so much GCS ACW lately. I kind of craved a little bit of like randomness in activation. I, I you know a chip pool or a random event per turn or just something to kind of add. There is a random thing that can happen with Burnside, like if he freezes everybody on the map or or whatever. Um, I just needed a little bit more chance, I think, in there. Or I could see it going with just making like a solo bot for the Confederates because most of the movement is happening on the Union side. The Confederates, when they finally get their reinforcements, they're coming in basically on one road. Um, yeah, so Jason, how do, you, how do you win as a Union? Um, either you capture both gaps. That's... Um, if at the, I think it's at, at the end of the game, if you have both gaps, it's an auto victory or it goes to victory points. Um, I haven't gotten there. I played it one and a half times. I played it uh, all the way through solo. The union captured both gaps pretty early. I think like 3 PM and then duck and I duck and I played about half of a game. Um, and it seems like it's pretty union favored, um, which, which is fine. So that's kind of where that I, I, I could see a, a, like a solo game for the union player there. Um, but, you know, if, if you're playing at eight o'clock at night with a couple beers, like it doesn't sure. super matter who's who's winning. 
I will say in the buckets of dice genre, I would rather play this even with the bit of a mess it is than battle him. I liked battle him, but this is a little bit more snappy. Um, yeah, you get it, more, you get more bang for your buck. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it's moving a lot faster. There's not the kind of weird ups and downs. That now, now so because you have these uh, two hex formations, uh, and they're not two hex though. They're not two hex. It's it sits in the hexes on the map are huge. Oh, just so, across. It sits across hex sides. Yeah. So does the like, infa- but the infantry moves pretty quickly through a lot of this terrain, or um, they, if they stay on the road, they'll move pretty snappy. But once they get out of column, um, especially the cav gets really tied down. Okay. So then they have to dismount to like get up on the mountains and stuff, and and that that part of that puzzledness, that kind of maneuver piece of it to me was one of the most interesting pieces of the game. Okay, interesting. The uh, the strength, like the numbers on the counters being the number of dice you roll, that's basically what Victoria Cross is. To. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, the, the strength points, that's the number of dice you're going to roll when you fire with them. I also yeah. like that they have, and I'm just looking at, like, sample counters on Board Game Geek, but it looks like they list out the regiments on each of the... The formations, do. yeah. So, which I like. so it's historic formations with their leaders, and the leaders kind of let them route a little bit better, or rally a little bit better, or unroute, I guess. And that's the number that's on their counter. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, and then the artillery is just either um, you know cannon fire or um, uh, grape shot. You know, up up up, up close. Um, the I don't like that the movement points aren't listed even though it's the same like all the infantry i think move four all the cav move or sorry infantry and artillery move four cav and leaders all move six so it's still, it's very easy yeah. but just like, not having why, them there why not just put it on the counter why not just put you it know? on the counter yeah. they're double wide <laughs> there's plenty of room you have all this real estate like just yeah. put the fucking movement on there yeah it's one of those things that just kind of irks me but um and then just I don't know. It's not a block game, so I get why it's not that. But like, is there a different way to do those the, the strength on the units? I don't know. Give me another train uh, train effect chart with with everything I need on there. Um, just some just some little stuff like that, and then a rules polish. Just a little bit of more development. I think would would really make this game shine because it is so light. I, I think it would be one of those like just classic kind of beer and pretzels evening at a con war games um, with, with a little bit of extra love, but yeah, the, the map is great. The counter component or the, the quality of the counters is great. Like typical Legion style. Um, it's just, it just kind of slightly missed the mark. And they, I see they've got counters like, like long street and then long street and there's artillery. Is the artillery mm-hmm. is does that can it shoot further or is there so the artillery yeah they'll they'll typically fire three or four hexes depending on the terrain okay. if if they're higher than what they're firing at then they can they can fire four they'll typically fire three and then if you're firing up close then you use the the higher strength number yeah it, it gives me kind of a, a old school feel looking at the counters I love a little that. bit yeah yeah and and I, I guess just, I like is... the scale. I like the scale of it. I like mm-hmm. the uh, gives me kind of that old Gettysburg nineteen seventy seven Avalon Hill feel for it. And it's very focused, right? Like it's the Union is trying to do this very specific thing, and the Confederates are just trying to hold them off. Like that, yeah. That's all it is, and it, it calls back to these games where it doesn't have to be that complicated. 
Yeah. Like we don't have to have that much detail or there's something about it that I think kind of does kind of appeal to me. For that and it can still be super, like it's super fun. I've, I've never had a bad time playing it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I needed the components to kind of get out of my way a little bit, right. but nice. yeah, like, yeah, I, I can see, especially if they, if they do clean up the rules a little bit, this will just go in my, in my con bag every year and I'll just bring it, play it down, like lay it down. The teach takes like, you know, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Here's the basics. Anything that weird comes up, we can look up as we get to it. I so, like it. I like yeah. It. And then, yeah. And it's keeping me on my, on my ACW kick and it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun playing. We got poor old Reno in charge of the ninth core. Yeah. And I guess that, that is the other thing I didn't his, his notice. Career, his career is bound to take <laughs> off. I guess there are units in the game that weren't at the battle, which I guess people are complaining about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know enough about it to, to complain about that, but not enough of a root counter. To, right. uh, <laughs> Um, to write a, stern, a sternly worded letter to John right. Pisky. I, I guess the bottom line is like most of some of these battles, they just don't have to be as complicated as we've made them. Sure. No. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the uh, there's not to keep talking up Worthington games, but they've done some like kind of old school type battles. They've got one for Shiloh and Antietam. Um, yeah, I mean, that I, are that are very much just like like simple CRT. Well, that's that's. I mean, I played yeah. I played that old Gettysburg game. It's one of the first games. I mean, I must have been it must have been in Jesus uh, the early eighties, and uh, probably this it must have been the seventy seven Avalon Hill game, and uh, for Gettysburg, and we loved it. And they had the more modern one where you could then like mediums, you could like extend out the lines. And I don't know if we ever played that version. They, I know there was like a. Not, not the bicentennial, but the. Uh, I think it was a seventy-seven. I think it was a seventy-seven or something like that version of it. Uh, yeah, there's. Like, I've got the eighty-eight version, I think, which was the what the hundred and yeah, that would have been twenty-fifth anniversary. That one. would have been too old for me, but but yeah, it was great, and they had they had, you could make it more complicated. We loved. We played the old version over and over again. Yeah, I, I like the, for, I like the longer infantry pieces. I think that's nice. I think. Who knows? But I mean, as much as I love, you know, GCACW, um, there's something to be said for just like a simple beer and pretzels. Yeah. Civil yeah. War rendering, you know. Right. Just kind of lay it down, play it, have, have, and have fun, right? Tell a good story. Well, GCACW, I don't think is the the criminal here. I think no, line up line no. of battle and the games like that. <laughs> well, uh, those yeah, are the violators. No. I mean, but I mean, the, the, but they kind of all are. I mean, because I would not call GCACW, which is which is a fairly simple at its base. But if if you it, learn if you learn the game you're playing, the problem comes with GCACW is now it's combined with a bunch of different periods, right? Yeah, well, and and the the rules are like, oh, hey, there's there's like eight different places you need to look for the, the rules for this particular battle that you're fighting. It, 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 and uh, are you outflanking the guy? We don't know. Let's go through forty seven <laughs> different priorities before we figure out if your hexes are all outflanking. And the other problem is now that every GCACW module is basically two games, so it's like, hey, we're all green alike. And we're also when the Confederates are fucking awesome. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so now we have all different modifiers for every single role you have to make based on what and some of it's in this book and some yeah, of it's in right. this book. And so that's the problem. Some of it's at G- the back of this book so, instead so, of the middle. So GCACW's <laughs> gift of combining those games has made it more complicated. The but like the the real culprit, I think, is line of battle. Because I think line of battle uh, has tried to OCS civil war battles, except it's not clear the way OCS is. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like Dean Essig is he's it, making I, these games that's like the combat's okay, the combat plays pretty quick, but man, once you start getting to command it just seems like there's a simpler way somebody else needs to take charge of that whole thing <laughs> i i don't know I, I for line of battle for me especially after playing like great battles the american civil war it felt to me like i felt like it was he had simplified it so much where i felt like i was missing things like surely like the fire combat that i did was not that simple like i've just missed something oh no the combat is very simple the yeah. problem with, with line of battle is the is, command, yeah, the, command the written orders and all that. It, whole, it is, it is, you have to be in a certain mindset to be able to, to and, take that on. And, and there's and hybrids, be, there's hybrids out there and there's like, we're going to use the regimental scale system for initiative where it's, it's just, it needs to be completely fixed where it's, that's it. So, yeah. It, none of those are yeah like approachable. They're well, not so, even approachable, let alone like at a beer and pretzels level. Well, so yeah. So the problem that happens, Kyle, is I think when you're looking at these games where uh, they've tried to get it down to that really detailed level for line of battle, and then they came up with this really complex uh, command system. That maybe is a warning that maybe it's easier just to pull back, fight the battles using the more basic, like less, like maybe brigade scale or something counter system. That's And just let the dice be the thing that decides whether the guy got the orders or not <laughs> like or the... i mean or you just to be honest like if you could do the great battles chip pull system with line of battles combat i mean because i really like the the gbacw chip pull uh, yeah i haven't played a lot of it so uh but for, but for me kind of part of it is just like if we were just doing i have uh Ten, two to one on you in this hex, and uh, this is my CRT result. But maybe there's something where if I roll a boxcars or if I roll a snake eyes and something crazy happens. Like, where's that game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the old game where <laughs> we just lined up a bunch of counters. And we, right, there's, we, not, there's not 20 pages of command yeah. rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and maybe the leader modifies it up one. Or yeah, and maybe there's maybe there's an opium chart then that you need to roll on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You <laughs> the know, famous hood, uh, the hood opium so, chart so from when the I, race when, and angry when, when I see games like this, it's like, yeah, this this looks interesting because I think the charm of it is it's like the old games. Sure. Yeah. Right. Where they just the counters lined up, you roll the dice, you fought. Yeah, there was. Some stuff. There's some Chrome, maybe, but it's like it just seems like like line of battle. I I I like it. I've got the games. I just it's hard to get me encouraged to play it. To some that somebody now, if you sell your copy of Last Chance for Victory, you could probably afford a copy of uh, Victoria Cross too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I mean, there's some charm to 
pulling the scope out, not having so much detail, but then just like a, like I said, a boxcar or a snake eyes or something. There's maybe a random options chart. Hey, your guys surge forward or you lost a leader. Roll for a replacement. Like these games, where are these games that people are making? Just yeah, nobody's nobody's doing the simple games anymore. I think you know war games are such a niche market now. It's like you have to hyper tailor everything yeah. with some angle, you know, just to get it published. Yeah, I'd like to see. Geez, could what would happen if somebody came to Swolcon and just played Gettysburg? What was it seventy-seven? <laughs> and I think seventy-seven. I don't think he's even the, the year it came out. I mean, I, I feel like the original, like that Avalon Hill Gettysburg game, was from the sixties. Is it from the sixties? Yeah, it could be. It, it might be. I mean, it's it seventy-seven. Is. It might be the the time I first saw it. Yeah, it, like that was the second edition or something. Oh no, but there's it. a seventy-seven edition. Yeah. Uh, oh no. I, I mean, I know there. I'm sure there is. I, That's I think, the one like, we played. I think because I, I think look it at the counters. that edition. Yeah, I'm looking at the counters. The coolest things that we thought about the game when we looked at this old version was that they had the, uh, for the Confederates, they had the states, the little symbol of the state that they were from. And for the Union, they had the little symbol of the, the their core, like the circles. Goddamn, I need to buy this fucking old game. 1950, <laughs> 1958 is the like the earliest one that I see, the Avalon Hill one that I see, but is that the same game as the, the one, one I'm looking at? The 77 print I've got on BGG. So they, it's just, it's, yeah. We've got Breastworks. Fuck, I gotta get this old guy. And the yeah, leaders, I've got the, 88 the leaders just have numbers on them. There's, there's too much artillery. I can already tell. There's way too many guns. <laughs> Fuck. It looks great. The map, I think, was was really good. Let me see if I can. I'll look up the look up the Worthington, Shiloh, and Antietam games because those are those are very light. Um... I think the map might have been what really sold us because the counters are not good. But even those, even those games are not in print. Oh hell no! Yeah. Oh what, no, I'm saying the, what's Tatum and Shiloh. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Worthington one. So, Jason, not... are you on the? You can you you get to the Gettysburg 1977 one? Sure. Look it's at the, got that hand the hand painted map. Is look awesome. at the map on it, dude. It's fucking gorgeous. That was when they were hand painted, and I did not to not to keep mentioning videos that I've done, but I did a a, a video series on Gettysburg maps, like game maps. Because I love just sitting and talking about and hearing myself talk about no, we don't. Gettysburg game app. We know you do. Oh, oh, you, oh sorry about that. I'm here for it. But yeah, if you look at this, dude, the maps are fucking gorgeous. This, I think the map might be what we fell in love with. Oh, I love a good Gettysburg map. The image 2440 on that Gettysburg 77 has a full look on the map. It's fantastic. This is good radio, by the way. I know. That's good. <laughs> that's right. so, oh, this picture's awesome. The, oh, look dude, at this one. Dude, they're looking it up with us. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, oh, did Jason drop? He got so mad. Jason got so I, mad that he dropped. <laughs> it's storming here, so my internet is Yeah, but so, so my point is, like, Kyle, when you look at the uh, the, the full color map, on the, it's the image 2440 you look at that you can tell right away where the fucking round tops are yep 
I mean, it's like, it, it's totally obvious where all the terrain is based on how they painted that map. That's fantastic. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I need to write and a set of rules. it was definitely hand-painted. There's no digital oh, artwork there. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, the counters are mediocre, but... Yeah, it's just production limitations of the time. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. So, uh, what else we got? Anything good? I think I think I'm done. Jason, fine likes good. That's it. Kyle? Yeah, I've been I've just been painting shit. Otherwise, in the lake, fire on the mountain. I'm also playing fire in the lake, which is. Oh, wait, did you give beers to uh, fire on the mountain and a rating? <laughs> um. It's probably like a four. You want to, because you're going to have to do some reading. Um, and a rating, I'll give it a seven. I, I really like it. It just, it just needs, it, it could be, an, it could be a, right now. It's a kind of low seven. Um, but yeah, with, with a little bit of polish, it's, it's a, it's an eight and it's just going to be in my bag all the time. Now, Jason, would you ever change the rules of a game to make it better the way you want it? Uh, probably. Like, or you're not averse to that. You're not like, uh, I'm not going to, that, that's not how they designed it, so I'm not going to. Yeah. Who cares? Because yeah. I, I get into the thing where I'm like, that's stupid. We're not doing it. But I mean, sometimes the guy who designed it is one book away from you. <laughs> right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like, like he decided that, but, but it's stupid. It doesn't play well that way, so we're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it at all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh my god! In fact, I've thought about like, could I rewrite these rules in a way that made sense to me? Right. I wonder, you know, how this system would translate to other battles. Because South Mountain, I mean, as Civil War battles go, it's not big. Like, I don't know. Could you could you do a Gettysburg or um, an Antietam not. or a Shiloh? Yeah. Especially like stuff with weird command restrictions. So you think about Antietam, like if you just let McClellan come at Lee with his whole army, like yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. Toast. That's right. You have to have rules, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure there's you know some smaller kind of weird battles, um, maybe some stuff in the wilderness. I don't know, but yeah, there there might be some legs there, um, especially because it's so light. Maybe just put some you know special rules in place for, for whatever that comes up. But I mean, South, South mountains kind of a weird battle, right? Because yeah. it's, it, it, it didn't help. Uh, like basically the union broke through and then Antietam was the result. Just McClellan was such an idiot that he couldn't win at, Mc, at, at Antietam, right? <laughs> right? So it's hard to figure out where the significant point is. Like is South mountain really the significant battle there? Probably not. Um, yeah, it's what he did after South Mountain that, that decided the campaign. Uh, I do think it's interesting that now I'm getting tons of BGG ads for Elric Rise of the Young King, <laughs> which fucking Unless, I am. I am no, not. they've they've spent they spent they made an ad buy. I was like, well, you you guys are going to need a lot more than just barely enough over your funding limit to like, do anything with it. Like, the, who are they selling this game to? Like, anyone who read the Elric stories is not interested. And like, just I guess people buying double copies, hoping they'll sell when it gets yeah. short. They got to be hoping that you know the Elric fans just aren't reading close enough. Like, oh, Elric can just buy, you know? Yeah, because because the whole Elric story was just about one gigantic siege where they just destroyed Elric's <laughs> homeland. That was it. That was all the stories. Massive was, armies. That's right. 
surrounding the islands. That's it. All right, boys. Well, I'm done. Uh, I think we did a, a serviceable job. We talked about war games. We Adequate. did. We did. No one can complain. We went I mean, through the We only did 20 minutes of scrolling through lists of we did. guild members. <laughs> And though we might we might kick some of those people out. I'm not sure how many of them are participating. A purge? Is there a purge right. coming? I think they need to go through and purge the rolls. I like it. I like it. Some of them are like the the. Like funny, I said, there's pe- there's people ahead of me on the list. You know, yeah. I'm pretty pretty high on the list that I've never heard of. So yeah, and there's a few people on there I actively dislike. So. <laughs> A few people on there that are sex offenders. So. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's right. Well, that's true for everybody, probably. Uh, yeah. In this hobby, uh, I did. Yeesh. I did see a funny review. Uh, there was a guy, Ultramafic, who had given us a bad review. Uh, oh, where was this? So, so, okay, let me put. I, I don't. I don't get this stuff. It, it was a long time ago, but basically, let me see if I can find it. It's very funny. Uh, let me see. For reviewing, let's see, advanced after Could you imagine taking like five minutes out of your day and like, I really don't like this thing that I consumed for free. Yes. I'm going to go bitch well, about it. Well, I guess no, that's what the internet's for. Well, I, don't, yes. I don't want to complain too much um, because he did correct his podcast or his podcast review. Um, so he had, he had basically said, shit, where, where the fuck was this guy? Let me see if I can find it. It's the restaurant thing where if if you have a good experience at a restaurant, you might tell your best friend about it. And if you have a bad experience, you will experience you will stop people <laughs> in the streets and that's tell right. them how bad it was. I mean, that's just that's yeah. human nature. Yeah. No, no one pulls. It's like I, I, I got to get home quick so I can post this good review of this yeah. restaurant. <laughs> no, I need to talk about how outraged I am. So, so his new his new review is five stars. The best gaming podcast out there. The best war gaming podcast ever. Can't be beat. My review from a few years ago was so misguided. <laughs> oh gee, wow! Welcome back. Wow, the, the rare. Uh, yeah. unless oh, he's, yeah. unless he's being ironic oh, no, because, or something. Because I had gotten on him about it. I think I might have mentioned it at some point, or oh, he, he had, personally or, harassed him into changing. No, no, or he had joined. <laughs> Our guild. I'm like, oh, that's funny that you joined because you gave us a fucking bad review. Because <laughs> before he was like, oh, it's probably going to be boring now that Marshall's gone. Yeah, we all know that. It would be that's... much better with Marshall. <laughs> Yet we've got almost ten years. <laughs> <laughs> almost ten years. Yeah, we're we're sitting at. Nine. I mean, and let's be honest, the board gaming content would be much lower. And I know some of you are saying that's not possible. It would be possible. It would be possible. Yeah. If Marshall was yeah. still doing it, it'd be very low. No, we we have a good thing here. That's right. I, I guess. Are we going to keep doing it? I guess. I don't have any plans to. I mean, what else yeah. are you doing? Once Jason decides to stop, I think it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it on me. You can't have two guest hosts. I think that's it. That's right. How many guest hosts? Oh, dude, can we do it with three guest hosts? That'd be the best. What a hot mess. It's not really a podcast anymore, is it? Just people just hanging out and talking. No, we're just coordinators. Oh, oh, really? So it wouldn't be that much more of a podcast than three people hanging around talking? All right, yeah. I'll concede it's barely a podcast right now. There's a rigid structure right now that keeps it all together. Hey, there's a quiz. 
There is I mean, a quiz every episode. I mean, I, I could be the CEO and Jason would be the CFO because he handles our, our merch shop. Oh, hey, let's talk about our merch shop. Yeah, go buy t-shirts and shit. My, like wife, and subscribe. my wife thought it was hilarious that we had a merch shop. And I was like, no, we do. And she's like, get it. There's no way. And I, I started showing her all the pictures of all the. Have you? Do you not gig. have any of the shirts? I have some. I have some. Yeah, I was going to say, surely she's seen you wearing shirts Dude, around. We have Where like, does she think they came from? We have like tons of shirts. We have so much stuff on that thing. I just spent fifty dollars on shirts. When I showed her Thank the you. fanny pack, pack, she was laughing. Her ass. <laughs> it's so good. G- granted, that's a very niche market. For this. <laughs> it was so good. I imagine old ladies like getting their bus change out of that fanny pack <laughs> and then riding their bus. You uh, just need to just buy, buy a couple and you know donate them, and then they'll you know they'll be out in the wild. Yeah, you can see somebody at the bus yeah. stop so Monica fishing around in their advanced after combat. I just kept running to my has Monica all the different t shirts, but when my daughter saw all the stuff, she was like, she's literally like spit out her nose. She was laughing so hard about the whole thing. It's so good. It's advanced dash after dash combat dot creator dash spring dot com. Go right. buy a t shirts. Yeah. And it's how right Jason pays for his children's college. So that's how we yeah. no, that's how we pay for the fucking con coins. <laughs> Is that how we do it? Are we still not making money off anything? What kind of CFO are you? <laughs> how do we right. how do we Yeah, so we lose money on every episode, but Yep. Yep. But and we how, make three dollars per t shirt. How do we make up for it? Volume. <laughs> Volume That's right. Volume. <laughs> go buy a coffee mug. Go buy a yeah. Go buy a fanny pack. Yeah, go buy stuff. Stop listening for free, you fucker. I'll tell you what, if you buy some shit, put it on and then you can complain to us on BGG about the job we do. I like on this that. Podcast. I like that. But if you're not buying our shit, I don't want to hear it. The cabal has a store too. I don't have the 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 thing, but yeah, I've, I've so, bought some stuff. I may, I may have been the only person so far that's bought Cabal stuff. I don't no, know. Pete, Pete. Pete texts me every every time we get a, a new purchase. It's... <laughs> I, I think I was the first though, because I think he told me I was the first the first one nice. to actually buy. So Jason, can you give the statue can, shirt? Can you give the website for that uh, that that merch store again? The Cabal or ours? No, not the Cabal. Why the it's... fuck were we advertising for the Cabal? <laughs> it all goes to the same bucket. They've got it's their one own podcast. Bucket. They've got no, their own that's podcast. Competing. That's a competing IP. <laughs> <laughs> it's advance dash after dash combat dot creator dash spring dot com. Wow. Yeah. Can we, it's, can, yeah. A, can we put a link for that on our, our sure, let's podcast do that. notes? All right. Because there's no way any idiot that would listen to us talking about war games <laughs> is not going to be able to yeah. remember that. Well, they're at work. Right? No offense. Like, no if offense. it's like my work, everything's locked down now. So right. well, I can't get to anything. From well, work. we love you guys. But you got to buy some cool stuff. Yeah, go buy some shit. It's it's yeah. gra- it's rad. Yeah, because buy the sacred donkey. That's that's what everybody wants. Because by now, this was our ten year plan. We were supposed to be making a living off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you need that Patreon. You got to set up your Patreon. I was kind of. I thought Ultramafic would like put me in his will, and that would be the end. <laughs> something would happen to him, and then I would get all of his estate. Can't imagine what that's going to be. So, all right, boys. Love it. Loving you, buddy. It's a good one. Yeah. Loving you, buddy. Yep. Loving you. And we're, we're going to talk about the song? Are we good? Are we going to wait on I that? mean, you can, you, can, you can tell me what you want to do. Let me give you some advice. Yeah. Okay. You need to send me your file anyway. Post. I've dropped like right. five times. Okay. All right. So cool. it's going to be a while. All right. Yep. Bye, boys.
Good night. All right. Good night, guys. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. Thank you.